You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. Welcome to Axe to Grind episode. Oh, we need- Welcome to Axe to Grind episode 21. 21 the lost episode. <laughs> lost, but we're bringing it back. Um, Tom, do people complain to you about the numbering? People do complain. Not complain, but they get nervous that they might have missed one. Okay. This is not a serial. Yeah. <laughs> you don't, like, if you miss one, you, it's not like lost. Okay, You're not yeah. going to be like, wait, man, where the fuck? Why is there a goddamn polar bear on the island? There's yeah, nothing to do with it. It shouldn't be that hard to follow. And everybody. I know that some of y'all are kind of catching up, playing catch up. You can listen to them in order. That's neat. You don't have to. Don't be right. don't We be do sad. some like time-sensitive things, but a lot yeah. of stuff is evergreen, as they say, yeah. in, the, in the biz. Percent. And let me tell a quick story for people who do get weird or want to send us an OCD email. Don't send the OCD email. Or a text message. When I worked at Rev, I did a small label called Collapse. Uh, Revelation distributed it. And because I did it kind of loosey goosey, I'd be like, they'd be like, "What release number is this?" And I'm like, "I don't know." 30. They're like, "Yeah, like they're like, well, I bands would ask what what address should we put on this?" And I was moving around a lot. I'm like, "I don't care, just make one up. Yeah, just put it whatever. I don't care. It yeah. doesn't matter." So eventually, I got money. upset that Rev was bothering me about it. So I was like, "Oh, all right, my favorite number seven. Um, I'm not in the 30s yet, so this is 37. And the next one's 47. Yeah, just do and the it next it. one's 57. And then when we get to the 70s, so they're all wacky numbers, which now I'm like, oh, that was annoying. But but don't get wild. We'll start numbering real crazy on you. Yeah, next be- one will be like 432. You'll yeah. be all fucked up. Yeah. I mean, so. it is really just like almost a, like a, I guess, a courtesy or an OCD thing on it, our part because the, the numbers don't matter, don't matter. at all. It's, it's, it's like comic books. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. You know right. what I mean? So we might, we might reset after this and do a new launch, yeah. episode one. Yeah. Right, or just you do guys. like alphabetical. Like right. this is episode A. <laughs> this is episode, large, you know, capital A, small A. Right. You're going to really go Latin cool. on them, alpha. That's it, that's it. Um, before we go any further, I want to thank our sponsors, Triple B Records. Mm. I know. Good, mm. good friends. Triple B Records. Limitedrun.com. If you enter the promo code, X to grind, spell it out. Uh, you can get 10%, 10% off your entire order. We've been hearing a little rumor that many of you are doing this. Yes. That, that's so good. You. And we've also heard that some of our friends, no names necessary, have forgotten. Don't forget. The, the Dudes code again. From Western Mass. <laughs> Central X Mass. to grind. Spell it Spell out. Spell it out. Um, Go ten, buy the new Criminal Instinct record. Oh, new yeah. Criminal Instinct. That's right. Do that. Uh, I really like the cover art. Um, and he also has that new 3D, 3D Deep oh, for yeah. people who want it even heavier. Did you see? <laughs> yeah, did you see the video? No. Of, of them playing with uh, Tommy Ski Mask? He takes, I saw, oh, I I saw re- Reserving Dirt Nap. That's Reserving Dirt Oh, that's Reserving Dirt Nap. Um, you're right. That please, video is you're right. awesome. 
Please You're forgive right. us, Patrick's on about two hours sleep because he flew we, in from Chicago. So thank you, Patreon, for helping us fly him back. Or otherwise, he'd still be in a van somewhere. In that's all true. Pennsylvania, probably. And since we didn't do it, my name's Bob. I'm Patrick, and I'm Tom. And this is Actually Grind. The general theme is that if we have a problem, personal beef, we announce it. We've Which got we that don't Actually really Grind. Anymore. People get mad. Well, I think I got a few. Rakers, I think we might have a few come up at some point in the next five or six episodes. Yeah. So be sure to check out episode 33, 42, 55, and 64 for future axes to grind. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I, I think, I so in editing the, the last episode, I realized that I threatened to put somebody in a headlock. So I, did. I think that technically I, I have, I, yeah, I think that... There's like access, just a headlock? There's no actually nothing? No, no, I mean, I'm not, look at me. Just because I've been working you on this work body. Yeah, it's like, true. Uh, you, so everybody he's, at home. He's feeling himself. I am. I'm, I'm truly feeling myself. So I uh, just did that tour, and every stop, we'd do 10 push-ups. That doesn't sound like much, but they were eight-hour drives, and we piss every hour. Yeah. So uh, I did 100-plus push-ups a day, which doesn't sound like much to those of you that are into fitness. But when you got a body as small as mine, it responds to 100 push-ups a day very quick. He looks like, you ever see American Psycho? Like, you ever see that? That scene, like where Patrick Bateman is having sex with that woman and looking at himself in the mirror and flexing, that's, that's what he's he like. at. Okay. I, I mean, so I am shirtless right now for the people yes. at home, and Shocking. that's and that's because I'm offensive. feeling myself. Temperature it's check. Offensive. It's comfortable right now. Not bad. I'm wearing shorts. Okay. Yeah, I'm an old man in shorts. This is yeah. Um, so we got a lot of. Uh, see, I don't like the term uh, uh, housekeeping because no. when when podcasters do that. I, it, to me, it sounds... Like telling people to fuck off? No, no, no. When they go like a little bit of housekeeping, uh, to me, it's like that's where I turn off yeah. for, for a minute. I'm like, I don't give a shit about... No, we're doing some ketchup. Ketchup, okay. Yo, you got like a loose Evandros vibe to your voice right now. I know, you're it's tired. I, look, it's like deep. It's a cup. I like it. It's so, slow jazz. So for people at home... Uh, slow jazz. Bob wasn't kidding. I got off a plane uh, after sleep... Not sleeping in an airport. After staring at a man's ass at an airport for... Uh, Overnight, five hours. Let's talk about that man's ass. Was it all right? You know, it was okay. He was asleep, and I was trying to sleep, and that was just what was directly in front of me. So you went right from the show Right from the show to the airport. To man ass. Yeah, to 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 a man's ass, yes. Okay, to Midway or to O'Hare? To O'Hare. Okay. Where was the show in in Chicago? Uh, The Beat Kitchen. The Beat Kitchen. Okay. We're going to dig in on this stuff. Sure. The gigs. We're not going to talk too much. Patrick is in a band, if you didn't know. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) It's true. We will talk a little bit about it, because I just got back back from, uh, whatever, like how many? uh, Two weeks. Two weeks. It's a long tour. It felt long. Well, the drives were... We'll get into it. So... and it's Father's Day. I'm skipping Father's Day to record. What so. a guy. Seriously. It's just a construct. Yeah, we don't need that whack. shit. Yeah. I still We're respect, good. you know. It's all good. This yeah. is our baby, too. So. This there is true. There this is go. true. I told my son he's cool today. So that's that's <laughs> that's the reason for the season. Easton, you're a good kid. Yeah. He's the best kid. All right. Um... So, yeah, we're going to catch up with you all today. Uh, f- before we get into anything uh, heavy shit, there was, uh, and we're just hitting it right now. Um, this is Sunday. Uh, there was a shooting at the. Uh, Trenton Arts All Night event in Trenton, New Jersey, and um, 20 injured, one dead. Uh, I believe the shooter was uh, was, was killed? killed as well. Yeah, is he the one or is he? Additional? I don't know. Jesus, I don't know. Um, there was a 13 year old in critical condition, and you might go, "All right, dudes, why are you talking about this?" Um, other than the fact that we're compassionate human beings, uh, the person who uh, produces this event who puts it on is a guy who's a part of the hardcore community 
Um, Joe Corgasm, good guy. Uh, hearts are with you. Hearts are with all those people. Um, this shit sucks. Yeah, and I think that it's a... Uh, look, I've dealt with some sociopath promoters in my life, but none of them want any situation. You know what I mean? And not just for their own uh, safety, but because it's like a terrible thing to feel any, and not that he should feel any accountability for this, but just people do end up feeling that way. Yeah, I mean, you're you're the reason why people are, ga- like, right. you help gather these people. Right, so, you f- so it's yeah. entirely possible to... F- feel a way about that although I urge him strongly if he is feeling like that get some grief counseling because that's not a way you should feel but it is possible to feel that way so uh, yeah he's in our thoughts uh, yeah and, and, and honestly the, the bigger picture thing that I thought about with this is that um, these kind of events there was no control this is you know he couldn't he couldn't really control this uh, but I, I worry about our ability to do DIY events which obviously is a big part of hardcore punk all this shit um if things like this were to happen, uh, and obviously there's no control, there's nothing he could have done differently. I guess he could have had more security, but to be honest, that's happen? antithetical to what we're doing, you know, in a way. You right, know? and so. I mean, there's security pl- at places that they go, whoops, sorry, man. Yeah, like, yeah. I'm I mean, not like, is he going to throw himself in front of him, or you know, is the security no, guard going to throw themselves in front of a barrage of bullets? That's no, right. Security is there it to just to, sh- take, to take yeah. the knife out of your pocket before you enter the spot. It's right. not if you put a gun in a security's face, he he gets on the ground with his hand over his. As, I hope as, he does. Same as anybody else, you know. Right. I mean, it's just like a show of kind of. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. it's false sense for the moshers. Yeah. It's not for the shooters. Yeah. True. Anyway. So uh, thoughts on that, and uh, yeah. keep if you don't if you're not aware of it, take a look at that. Mm-hmm. Find out what happened. Take care of each other. Jesus fucking mm-hmm. Christ. Mm-hmm. Dangerous. All right. <laughs> Let's catch up. Okay. Uh, well, it's not catching up to people that are listening. It's only catching up to us. Well, it's catching up to us. But it's like uh, we haven't seen Patrick for a couple weeks. No, that's weeks, what I so mean. Getting, but I'm okay. saying like but they're catching up to us too. Yeah, they didn't know. They didn't know. Um, Sorry. A couple Behind weeks ago, while you were gallivanting the country, mm. Tom and I were supporting the scene. Oh, I made an effort not to on the tour. Go on. We supported. Well, well you, I think this was actually competing with you in a couple spots. Yes. But uh, we went and saw our friends Ray Capo, John Porcelli. Play with Shelter. Sammy Sigler. Sammy Sigler, mm. yeah. Left-handed drummer. Uh, the bass player from... 76% Uncertain. Was that who that was? <laughs> yep. For, and he was on. He played on Quest for Certainty? Uh, earliest material. Yeah, all the early, early... And Shelter a stuff. young devotee. Who, who's, got a, who's got a voice that like an rocks. Yeah, yeah so. okay. So, uh, and they were good. They were a lot of fun. Okay. Really fun. So I only heard from one hater. Let's hear the hater voice. Uh, it was just a hater that word we know him as a man. He is a born hater. And mm-hmm. uh, he was at uh, the self-defense show in Philadelphia, oh. left oh. left to go to the Front shelter the show, and then came back to the self-defense show. And I said, oh, thanks. And he said, don't thank me. It just sucked. So, <laughs> so, so, so I looked at videos of Philly looked like half as interested as New York. New York was fun. We were at the, the um, Brooklyn Bazaar show. Yeah, it's kind of wild, though, like, to me, shelter was such a thing. Yeah. They're really not anymore. No. no. I, I think that it's not the moment that people want to remember them. You I guess I mean? not. But like, they're such a good band. Those songs are so good. Oh, absolutely. They played Long Island, and a buddy of mine was like, there's maybe 100 kids. Yeah. yeah. This is a band that used to sell out like Irving Plaza and draw yep. 1,200 kids. Yep. And it's gotten down to like 100. Yeah. Well, and, and those songs are like... They're really good, but I wonder if it feels dated to people now. I think no question. Yeah. yeah uh, right. You know how it is. But like, you say it doesn't sound dated? No. I, th- I mean, it does. It sounds terribly dated, but... I think it sounds more dated. But I think it's... Like, I think that there is a... 
a network, a pathway of nostalgia that makes sense for people. There. And there's that's more of a form, like oh, yeah. it's fast, it's hard. You know what I mean? It's like there's very a whole traditional. Scene based around yeah. right. Yeah. Yeah. Shelter. How many bands do you think sound like Shelter? Nobody. Right. Nobody. And yeah. that's that is a yeah. true thing that you know. Once Fair. that's gone, and I mean to be honest, we talked about Fugazi a few episodes ago. A similar phenomenon in terms of sound. Now, I will say, I think there were a lot more people who were like, Shelter was, is my favorite band. But no, you know what? Back then, there were probably just as many people who would say Fugazi was, but is you know my what? If Fugazi plays tomorrow, they're drawing 2,000 kids in a Sure. But how many people would they draw 15 shows in? 20 shows in? In, in 30 New shows York in. or in a tour? On a tour. In, on a tour. Let, you know let's what I mean? Say, let's say they do two like, tours. We know yeah, how this goes. If you, if you do two they tours. They draw better than Shelter, for sure, but yeah. they would numbers would dwindle. Oh, I mean, of course. Yeah. Um, it, it, comic books and uh, reunion shows, two things with severe attrition. Yes. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> People are just yeah. jumping off that shit. That's, that's why production goes down. Yeah. Um, but that was a cool show. They're very good. Yeah. Good crowd. You know, good I think crowd. they did like... 300, 400 kids? I, w- I was hoping to finish my show early enough to go to it. I, I fucking love Shelter. Uh, only Good set list. played material up to including Mantra, and yeah. that was it. I yeah. mean, what else, um, why yeah. go any further? Why go further? Yeah. Um, lots of quests. Yeah. Lots of quests. That's cool. Which is, was really cool. Yeah. Um, Capo said cool shit, man. And yeah, he seemed he looked like he was having fun. Having fun, his kids were Genuine. there. So there was a yeah. little weird, like there was a little bit of that old person element. A lot of bad old man stage diving. Yeah, yeah. or a lot of like, hey, my kid wants to get their first stage dive in. Yeah. You know what? Yeah, I think f- that's funny if you like launch the kid yourself. He didn't. Oh, no. no, he kind of, he had a, well, because his kids were both nervous. So, so shout outs to Ray. I brought up having him come on. He seemed gracious about it. We've emailed before. I think we could have a really good New Yorker conversation oh, with Ray yeah. Capo. I'm going to say, Ray, don't be a helicopter parent. Just you got to push your kid out with your the bottom of your shoe like a like, you know like a push kick. Yeah. You know what I mean? Just they push did kick, well. Just push kick your kid off the stage. They staged over a couple of times. Yeah, they were all right. Yeah, well, I think fun. kids always end up doing the the crowd surf stage. Yeah, Eddie Vedder stage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah they like, can't hardly wait. Right. Yeah. Like yeah. the kids singing yes. uh, Paradise City. I think laying dead on top of the yeah. crowd. Oh, yeah. Which which don't get me wrong. We've talked about it. Yeah, having gone out now with Turnstile, where like there's a, a new influx of kids that maybe don't know how to stage dive that uh-huh. great, and are end up doing that. That shit's still fun. The Lollapalooza stage dive is still fun, but I'm just saying that Ray's kids, he should have maybe grabbed them by the bottom of their, uh, their the, the seat of their pants and and because he's still built as fuck, right? He, yeah, could, he, he could launch a kid. Yeah, he's thick. Yeah, you got to launch a kid. So uh, I've never staged him. Really? In your life, I'm a man of larger character. I know you say this all the time. I did this once at CBGs while we were playing. Hot knife through butter landed on my ass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Well, see, I'm sure we've talked about it. You and I got the opposite problems. You got the hot knife because you're big. I am so tiny that I can cut through any selection. But, but of you, sure. you're, and I feel good because you got what you got to do is spider your body. Out. I know. Yeah. And I you, know. If, once you get out there, you got to do like but, a flying X. But who, who who was it? Uh, who famously was it? Carl Malone. Who famously <laughs> wore, wore glasses their whole career? Oh, uh, uh, James Worthy. For James Worthy. James Worthy. There you go. So I got to be James Worthy because my only like. As a kid, stage diving, you're not, you, you know, maybe you're concerned about your back. You're not concerned about somebody's grubby little fingers going into your eye socket. Oh, yeah. but, you're freaking about eye socket. Now that's where I'm at. Yeah, now no, that's that would worry me. Yeah. You know, it's never been a face thing. You rarely get your face in. It's all I've got anymore. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, landing on the ground is real hard. I mean, CBGBs, that place diving. has yeah. just hepatitis. I was going to yeah, say, yeah, you true. got you got like this metal down there that people something. cut themselves. No, I, got, I got scratched on the leg of that shelter show in a way yeah. that I was like, oh, I got tinnitus now. Bob's not tinnitus. way up there. Tinnitus. Well, no. you might have gotten tinnitus because it was tetanus, too. Tetanus, right? I, I'm going to get dark for a second. Uh, my cousin had to get uh, AIDS tested a lot because at a Nine Inch Nails show in 1994, somebody pricked him with a hypodermic needle. Jesus Christ. So be on the lookout for that, kids. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Don't go to see Nine Inch Nails. Don't, so, don't go to yeah. see Nine Inch Nails. Uh, Shel- the one one good anecdote that Ray shared was that uh, the first Shelter record, Perfection of Desire, he was like, I swore to myself this was the last record I was ever going to write. Yeah. He's like, I yeah. swore. Yeah. He was like, I swore it. I was so just burnt out on hardcore. Everything felt like a competition. Uh, people were taking shots at me. I was taking shots at people. I hate it. I hate it. He's like, so I was like, I was going to just do this, this one last like record. Well. He's like, but it pulled me back in. Yeah, so shout outs, right? It was super shout tight. They were a lot of fun. Yeah. John Wick Ray. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, All right. What else go we back got? and forth? Well, let's hit, hit us with one of yours. You want me to go? Okay. Uh, let's see. So uh, first, let's talk about uh, label stuff. Real quick, mm. uh, we talked about uh, sort of the what feels right now like a very bifurcated scene where uh, we've got uh, Closed Casket putting out the ultra-heavy stuff and Triple B putting out the stuff that is not ultra-heavy. And we were lamenting that there's not enough uh, labels. Uh, you hit us to inform us that there's a trillion labels. Yes, we, we're aware that there's a trillion labels, and it was no disrespect. Yeah, you know, no stress. If you haven't heard our other episodes where we mention many <laughs> of, of these you, labels. All of you by name. Yeah, yes. yeah, um, yeah. But we, you know, uh, a, we'll get more into it, but labels are important to hardcore, and if you don't see it, it's okay. We actually have had some conversations about bands who have chosen not to work with labels, and that's cool. I'm with that. But there is kind of uh, there's a magic to having you know a Mr. Miyagi to help your band and give you some wisdom. And in my experience, and this is probably totally wrong, but when I see a band putting out their own record, I go, ah, "No one would put it out for you." Like I always oh, yeah. assume that it's like, "Oh, no one wanted to pony up the cash to put this." That out That is for changing. You. But yeah, it is now. But like when we were kids, it was sort of like, "Oh yeah, 100%. oh oh, you couldn't get anyone to put this out, so you had to like pull used, your money together to press it yourself." It used to be considered straight up a bad, a quote unquote bad look. Right now, now I think that that is uh, largely changed. Because oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But. Yeah, I mean, I still suffer from that too. But I'm also like a, you know, a cynical asshole that's sitting around being like, "I know your situation, motherfuckers." Yeah, you you're know? trying to be DIY, but you but have to. I know. Yeah. Well, and so here's a funny thing: like, it's not like you're a heavy hand in the heavy hardcore scene, Mm-mm. but you talk to your boys from Detain, right? Yeah, you I have do. a conversation with them. I do. You bounce ideas; they bounce ideas, right? I've got, see, yeah, and I've and that's a, that's a cool thing, and and there's a lot pe- a lot of people who are a lot better than you at it. No I offense, would say that, you know yeah. what I mean. And it's just having something like that in your corner, yeah. Having somebody who's got your back. There's a bunch of ways that labels help you, but you know, you look at Triple B. You really look at Closed Casket. You really look at Run for Cover. And you realize, right. you look at labels like Death Wish, and you realize, oh shit, you got a team of people, or even just one super capable person who's there helping us yeah. scratch my back, helping me go, oh fuck, XYZ happened. And they go, okay, we got We've you. done this before and know, you know, the, pit, the yeah, I think pitfalls so. of things that you can, yep. you know. Tom, you can, we can vibe on this for a second. Yes. How clueless was Indecision for the majority of its career? Was? <laughs> Is <laughs> forever shall be uh, yes, right. and, oh, and we don't know I, who the fuck knows you. Yeah, right. You hang out with your friends, you write songs. Yes, no, exactly. Yep. And you don't know what you don't know. Right. If someone was like, "Hey, man, like you should put out that own," I wouldn't even know where to fucking start. Sure. I'd like Google Jack White and try to figure out how to fucking. <laughs> yeah. But I, I, I have no idea. Yep. We might have some solutions for you on that soon. Yeah. Well, excuse me. Yeah, like I've never put together like I've never folded seven inch covers. I've never done any of that. Uh, you didn't miss out on much. No. Though, it sucks. <laughs> That's not that fun. Yeah, yeah but you know what I mean. Like so, I don't have that experience. But like it's yeah. I mean. We don't know what the fuck we're doing. No. And it's just little things. You know? yeah. like the, it's the fill in the gaps between what you can do and 
Uh, small bands, I've been talking to a lot of younger dudes. You don't necessarily need a booking agent right now. You don't necessarily need a manager right now. You don't necessarily need a label right now. But sometimes those things can help. And if yeah. you're going to have one of the three early on, having a dude who's helping put out your record is not a bad place to start. Particularly if you're talking about like a traditional hardcore relationship, which yes. is highly non-committal. Which, yeah. don't get me wrong, look, for every fucking label, every ten, for every 30 labels, let's say one does business the right way, mm-hmm. and, and that is, uh, that's, that can be, okay, so a funny story, uh, Iron Pier, yes. a, a label that we've worked mm-hmm. with in the past and going to work with in the future, is a, a two-person operation. Yes. And it is the most professional label I've ever dealt with in my life. He's great. And, uh... And many of you out there listening probably haven't heard of him, and that's for shame. But there's a lot of you out there who have heard of him and go, oh, yeah, oh, shit, every record he's done looks awesome. Yeah, looks good and uh, does accounting in the way that you'd expect from Roadrunner. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So like, so it, most professional label I've dealt with, despite the fact it's a two-person operation, uh, that said, there's not a single professional in self-defense. So when I get highly professional correspondence, I, I just like I, I flag them and go okay I'll get to that in a week or two you know what I mean because it's just forward you do the whole like, forward like how you talking to me right now like, yeah yeah forward to, forward to group chat question mark yeah yeah because yeah. uh, and that's the way that so many bands are right it's just like you know if we were professionals we'd all be doing something that makes money instead right. you know what I mean so uh, good to have those folks in good, your corner it is. yeah it yeah. is it is all right, so labels, don't be mad at us. Do your thing. Get at us. We will read ideas. everyone's name. And Email I mean, us. I mean, <laughs> yeah, we're, we're, at the end of the episode, we're going to say, we want to thank the following labels. Plead Your Case Records. IOU Records. 86 Records. And Deranged y- Records. That'll take us an hour. Straight up, like, I'm not even, like, I, I was kind of uh, dismissive when I brought it up because I saw people online talking about it, and it's my nature to be dismissive. Yeah. But, like... Yo, there are these There's very tiny labels that are sure. doing that are doing good work. So, really like, cool stuff. So, so it's no disrespect. At and all. it's across the spectrum. There's stuff yeah. we talk about. There's stuff we don't talk about. Yes. So. Oh yeah, there there is. That's another thing actually. So occasionally you'll bring up some punk shit that I have no contact with, and uh, so that people at home understand. That's just because it's not my interest. But that's shit I respect. Like, there's people that are 80 releases in on a true threadbare budget DIY mm-hmm. and, and mm-hmm. have been doing their thing for seven years plus. Oh, yeah. And it's just not my world, but that shit is all cool too. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, right. for, for the dudes who are looking for us to talk about beach impediment records, I'll do that all day. But um, gonna, these guys <laughs> haven't heard the fried egg seven inch yet. Yeah, you're going to lose I'm going to work on that. I saw that. Did we... I've seen that name. Beach Impediment did the. Um, no, I've seen Fried Egg, and I was oh, like, yeah. "That is just." They a did a, name. the that vinyl is- version. Honestly, they did fifty copies on Friday. clear with yeah, white yellow. and then yellow center, right, and it looked right, really right, cool. Fine. I didn't get one. Mark, yeah. hook me up, but uh, I mean, we can't cover everything, right? Yeah. Also- so if we're not talking about like the band from fucking Omaha. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry. I, yeah. I live in New York. But Shout out to Peace of Mind from uh, Oklahoma, who Trip Machine Records is putting out. Oh, no and shit. that's really good. It's Man, really it's cool. Uh, Trilogy 12-inch coming soon. I think I just drove through Oklahoma. I can't be sure because yeah. it's all the fucking same. Yeah, we're going to talk about yeah. that. All right. Um, Pat's in a band. <laughs> this might be a heavy Pat's in a band episode. Speaking of bands, um, a band from Southern California, Forced Order, is mm. breaking up. We don't talk about bands from California. No, we only, only, only one or two. Bands. Yeah. Three bands. We mentioned Twitching Tongues, um, Terror, and who else? Uh, Fury. 
You're right. That's uh, it. Yeah, okay, that's it. So I don't Forced know. order. Never heard of them. No, I don't know what they sound like. <laughs> okay. Who is this band and what does it sound Who like? Would they put, did they come out on a label or so something? So Forced Order, Breaking Up. We were that's all familiar. Yeah. A shame, but they've been around for a minute. They've been around Not for- Not that long, though. I think Five so. Five years, six years. Oh, it's got to be six. Maybe even it's gotta seven. Be six. Yeah. It's got to be six. I remember seeing like the, co- like the whole like whatever date to 2018. I was like, mm-hmm. oh, I felt like they were around longer. Maybe 2012. Oh, see, I thought they were around for a minute. Maybe. The, the, I'll be it honest. just doesn't seem like a long time because it's like, and no. then they didn't like, they came out fucking charging and yep. then they kind of slowed down yeah, over the so, years. So tell me, it's it's not, uh, not because it's Demo like, 2014. Not because yeah. it's anybody's 2014 business. 2014 to 2018. Yeah. I mean, that's not a long time. No, it's not. Uh, but I mean, now, hard, hardcore life. Think now. about that, though. Think about bands who were around from 1995 to 1999. Felt like a lot longer back no, then. No, yeah, it's true, too. <laughs> yeah. You um, know? And yeah. that's an age thing for us. Yeah. So. I mean, think about all the, the, the soup, like, Gorilla Biscuits. They yeah, they're a four-year band. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. Or, but back then, yeah. So, okay. Nobody's business, not germane to anything, but... Singer moved away. Is that the situation here? I'm not sure. I okay. don't know it. But know. but but I think they were just calling out, called it a day. So they did, they did two LPs. I think mm-hmm. LP on Rev, and then this newest LP oh, on Triple B. B. Uh, handful of EPs, and they did. They came out of the gate super hot. Yeah. I actually think that early material. Uh, I think it's Eternal War, something like that. Mm-hmm. Is is my favorite of their stuff. Um, I haven't given the newest LP on Triple like B. It. Yeah, I haven't given it more time. I liked it a lot more than I liked the Rev LP. Um, but cool band. I think they're setting up a last show in Southern California in yeah. September. Um, all those guys are doing other stuff or oh, have yeah. been doing other stuff. Yeah, I mean, they're they're a part of that larger group of bands um, from Orange County, L.A., who, you know, I think all those guys got one or two band projects. You know, a couple of these dudes yeah. have been or were in or still are in Twitching Tongues, Fury. God's Hate. Um, like God's Hate. Sort of yeah, right it all circulates. So, yeah. you know. Just, just calling a day for this one. If you like it, check it out. Um, last shows show. can be pretty fun. La- sure last, pretty show, last shows are fun. That one will be fun. Uh, this is a band that largely missed me. Yeah. Uh, like, for whatever reason, this just doesn't connect. Uh, that said, they're good at what they do. Uh, I thought that uh, when we started saying, "Oh, let's talk about that on the podcast," a friend chimed in and said, "Yo, you should talk about how that band did it wrong." Yeah. You know what I mean? That's right. and, and I think that that's. Without sending any fucking disrespect, uh, the forced order direction, uh, I think they would probably cop to that. Like, I, I mm-hmm. think that it is. Uh, we've talked about it on this podcast a great deal. Uh, how I want everybody to take a run at things and how that's impractical. Yeah, spend, and, spend and not, your mid twenties right. touring relentlessly. Right, and and that's not practical for everybody, and it's also just frankly not what any everybody wants, and increasingly it's not what anybody wants. Seems yeah, like. it seems like that. So like, uh, with respect respectfully to all of that uh, this band kind of like uh, it was a bit of a self-sabotage Yo, so what did they do wrong you know I, in my opinion are I think, we allowed to talk about the logo yeah we can talk about that let's talk about that in a moment but okay. I think musically I think the record on Rev was a lot of parts and I've said this before I think yeah. it was a lot of parts and it just didn't feel as cohesive as I would have wanted there can be a lot of reasons for that I think the production on all their material was fine um, sometimes it came off a little flat and I think that uh, they're a band that I, I, you know what, we're getting ready to do this whole deep dive on hardcore 1992. I caught myself listening to Sick of It All, Just Look Around, which is a really good it's record. It's really yeah. good. It's a really good record. Yeah. And I actually like a couple of things, a couple of songs really stood out. But then I went on to Sheer Terror, Ugly and Proud, which came out the same year. 
And I was like, oh, I might like this more. I think that Stick of It All, Just Look Around is better. It is. But Sheer Terror, Ugly and Proud has more personality. I mean, it has more personality than most... Everything. Any horror record ever. <laughs> yes, yeah. correct. But so that was the thing is that I think musically... Almost anyone's capable of giving more personality. And I think Forced Order was doing something that was really specific and didn't have enough like weird quirks yeah. to really pull me in or to make them people's favorite bands. Like the Mongoloids. Yo, that was a lot of people's favorite bands because it was so fucking weird. Right. And you can pick holes in the Mongoloids all day. Oh my all God. Day. Everything. All day. The Swiss cheese. But... You're right. His it voice had character, had character. It had character, and, and it, I think Forced Order had a lot of the things I wanted from a hardcore band. I liked the name; it's great. Mm. Uh, a lot of their imagery was great. The records, they, they, some of their themes visually were things I liked. Musically, it was kind of doing the the quote unquote quote dark hardcore thing. And there were parts where I was like, "Oh, that's a good part." But it just didn't gel, and it didn't have enough unique shit that really made me, as a dude, be like, ah, I love this. I think you're right, but what I think both of us were probably thinking is, it's a record away. Right, right, right. That's yeah. the thing. I'm always, for a band like that, I'm waiting yeah. for it to weird out. And we've talked about this many times. Like, sometimes a band like that, where it's like, oh, you know, it was okay. Oh, this is, there's something there. Like, I would assign them to Rev. Sure. If I was working at Rev, I would be like, oh, I'm not sure what this next record will be, but I'm excited to hear what it will be. Yeah. And you know, um, so they had a weird logo. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So uh, correct me if I'm wrong. I, I think I only know two of the dudes in the band. A bunch of Mexican kids in the band, right? Oh, I don't know. I'm just saying because the reason we're to mention. I mean, there's definitely the, some people of color in the band. Uh, yeah. Yeah, okay. like a, yeah. It's modern Southern California, right? Like everybody, but you, but know? you know why I'm going to mention yeah, this yeah, yeah. because the logo uh, is a modified white power logo, right? That's what it is. It comes off very Aryan. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I think it is actually just yep. like... It looks like the cross yeah. with, an, with right. like a little thing over it, so it's an F. Right. Yeah. And here's, here's my white guy perspective. If you got even one Mexican kid in a band, you can do whatever the fuck you want with that logo. You know what I mean? Like, you can appropriate that any fucking way you want. If you're a bunch of white guys... It's a tough well, yeah. com- it's a tough conversation. You know, what I mean, you could still subvert it if you wanted to, but you're going to have to answer a lot of goddamn questions. But if you got a couple people of color in the band and y- y- you have a strong feeling that hey, my my youthful will is more powerful than this fucking image, uh, who the fuck am I right, to tell you? Right, cuz it's a reappropriation. Yeah, and I li- it. personally that's punk to me. I like that shit. I like when somebody says like Yo, I'm, you know, I fuck it. Fuck this. Fu- Do you think I'll they take were reappropriating it, though? I don't think, I think or they would. Or is it just to be like a, fuck you? I mean, even if it's a fuck you. Uh, I mean, there are a lot of Latin dudes in New York hardcore that have yeah, fucking Swazis. Yeah, yeah, there are. Yeah. Like, so does that make it cool? I don't know <laughs> no, if that makes it cool. that's true. You know what I'm saying? That, like, you know what? Dudes, it, you know, I don't know. It, it, I, well, we, okay, we know enough of the dudes in Forced Order to know that that's not their deal. So, like. No, it, no, 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 clearly. So, and, and, and like, I think we'll both agree. I think everybody in this room would agree. That like, oh, I'm not I'm not against somebody taking something and, and trying to make it their own or take it back, et yeah, cetera, yeah. et cetera. But Tom, you had a visceral kind of reaction the first time you saw that logo. I was shocked, right. honestly. We I, we played together. I think at Rainfest. Yeah. And I remember we were like they had like 
like a st- like one of the stalls, or whatever, for like their merch. Mm. And I was like standing there, like waiting for a band player, or whatever. And I looked over, I was like, "What the fuck is yeah. that?" Like you can't tell it says Forest Order, no, from far away. But but here's yeah. the thing: the, the uh, or like the F, it's like an F and not just a fucking yeah. cross. Yeah, I, quite honestly, you know what I mean. I, but but the tra- the trash talk upside down peace, uh, sign. peace sign. You know, if you do it. The, That's the, iconic, though. No. It is, but the scroll one, not not the original, but oh, the, yeah. the scroll one, it has its own like particularly uh, potentially sketchy look to it because sure. it looks like one of those fucking bullshit ass Aryan runes, you know what I mean? Yeah. So like, I, I guess a lot of bands have done that. Yeah, but what I'm saying fucking is like, shows done it. I I don't I personally don't mind that shit, and I think that if you if if you have people in your band that very clearly signify that those are not your politics by virtue of their skin color, you know what I mean? Yep. Then I think well, I don't although, know if that I know, you. I know, like, I know. I don't think we yeah, are, no, you're, none he's of us are in the you. place. I, I'm yeah. I oh, am aware that New York is full of some deeply strange people. <laughs> I, New York and the yeah. U.S. in whole. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of people with identity issues that have led them to very interesting situations and political viewpoints that you might go. Yo, homie, are you oppressing yourself and family? Yeah, because yeah, yeah. That's there were people of color that are down with our president. Yeah, well, that's right. true. Yeah, who a was lot. fucking sure. straight up a goddamn racist. Sure, yeah, you know what true. I mean. So, like, there's no. I don't think that precludes, like, kind of protects you from any kind of. You know, I, I, it gives to me. It gives you enough slack that I don't assume the worst about you. You know. Well, what so I mean? here, I, I'm. This is fun conversation for sure, and it's interesting to talk about. Do we think that it negatively impacted them as a band? Couldn't have helped. <laughs> No. <laughs> I don't think anyone. I mean, I don't. Yeah. I don't think anyone really probably paid that much yeah. of attention. No. You know what I mean? Like horror show had a shirt Just that had the the weird totem skull, com- whatever yeah. the fuck it's called. Like yeah. that, which Nazi skull. They had we had traded shirts at a show, and I didn't know what the fuck it was because yeah. I'm fucking yeah. dude from Brooklyn. We don't yeah. fucking fuck with that shit. Yeah, <laughs> and they're like, "Yo, that's a fuck." I'm like, "Wait a minute," because it was on like a Death in June shirt. It was like a Death in June uh, shirt. Yeah, yes, yeah. and I did some research, yes. and that became a shirt that I wore under other shirts because I would never wear it out again. Right. Yeah. Uh, Right. I mean, I don't, you know, like they could get away with it because they play every once in a while. <laughs> yeah, I, if you're a touring band and like you're in the middle of fucking bumpfuck America mm. and you have a fucking thing that kind of looks sketchy. I, I mean, I think, right, true. But I think that we also, uh, we should account for the fact that it, um, everything goes in waves. And right now, uh, you couldn't get away with a Totenkopf uh, shirt like in any respect, even if he was wearing like a top hat or like something that subverted the image in some way. Sure. You know what I mean? You couldn't do it. Uh, however, it was not long ago, no, but I'm saying, however, uh, 10 years ago, you could have in another 10 years. You can, because, Maybe. because it's just like these things come in waves of like, like people forget, like, like, uh, yeah, there was plenty of protests against the band rape man, but mm-hmm. rape man was a band. You know what I mean? Like they played shows. They did. They toured regularly, and like that's Steve Albini. Yeah. yeah, and it's actually the first thing is really quite good. Yeah. Um, but terrible name, though. Yeah. Y- terrible name. Yeah. You know. I, uh, eh. All right, don't get us. Well, whatever. I, I mean, I, no, it's 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 no, it's it's again, it's it's sort of the idea like when does language and our ability to use it or kind of uh, twist it and contort it go from art that might be offensive to being offensive because it's offensive and, well, and like how can people see that but I don't think their logo really affected them I think they didn't really they didn't seem to do all that much that is States, where we go least. to that yeah. is where like, we I know go like to. they killed it in like Japan and stuff like that mm-hmm. like I know they did well in Europe like we- all my commentary on the music side if that band committed to the bit as we're fond of saying for two years yeah. they would have been 
very big. Absolutely. Yeah. Because live, I think they absolutely crushed it. Yeah, they were great. And, also, and had that energy and had that momentum right out of the fucking gate. Mm-hmm. And, and they were a band, as we've talked about, that people wanted to like. Yeah. I wanted to like them. I think everyone in this room wanted yeah, to like absolutely. them. So logo shit, whatever. That's interesting. It's it's something to think about, and we could talk about that probably for two or three hours. But Jesus. the kids that are into them probably didn't give it pay it much mind. Right. No. It's True. the people in yes. our age range yes. that, that has like Ooh, brings up like a that? visceral right. kind yes. of like mm-hmm. I know what this means because I've seen this before on people that weren't a, like weren't good people. Uh, you know, you're a 23 year old kid that probably doesn't even fucking ring a bell to you. Right. And at you know some point, I mean? at some point, we should have the side talk about uh, what generation, what age finally stopped collecting screwdriver records. You know what I mean? We've talked about it off air. Yeah, I like, think that that's, that. It's, be it secretly or or in small groups yeah, talking about it, yeah. I think that there's very few under 30. Yeah, that's what I'm you know guessing what I mean? too. Easily, that's yeah, what I'm yeah. guessing. Uh, yeah, but but it was, I'd say 35. it was highly normal. Yeah, I mean, it, I don't, I, I didn't don't know what I mean, Highly normal. <laughs> highly normal. Right? Like, I knew like, people, yeah. lots of people. Yeah. Um, actually, uh, know somebody that did, uh, an Albany band that did a screwdriver cover uh, mm-hmm. Just early material, which, uh, look, I don't want to get into that conversation. Uh, the early material is worth covering. Uh, so I mean, Marauder covered. Yeah, there you go. Well, yeah, so I mean, yeah. it's a tough screwdriver conversation. We didn't. I didn't think we were going to go here today. Um, <laughs> well, there you go. Screwdri- so I mean, it's freshman year again. So this is something that I, as a younger dude who got into punk and street punk, like those early screwdriver records including shit that's not cool that oh, you hear the lyrics and go cool this is not cool yep. this is bad the music is is good do you know though that he's saying things that are so offensive that the seven seconds part of me goes the music the message and I go you know what I'm never gonna listen to this again and I wrote it off mm. and I said I can't I can acknowledge as a human that the music is good yeah you got ears I mean, I'm not trying to cape up or anything, but yeah. I have never listened to Screwdriver really? in my life. I couldn't name you a song. Really? Yo, Super Touch live on NYU. When he goes, Super tu- uh, Screwdriver sucks, you know what I'm saying? That That's moved me. me. And I go, <laughs> he's fucking right. I agree with Mark Ryan once. I'm out. Mm. I just, I'm out I never, it. it never kind of reached my You know, So you've never heard it? No, I mean, I must have, but right. like, I don't. You've been like, in somebody's car. But, or something. Like, yeah, but you've never you never willfully heard it. No. Yeah. You like some oi and yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm just not going to. Right. Yeah. I don't give yeah. a shit. Which it is just, good. Which is good. It just never like... This kind of goes to the art and artist separation conversation. Yeah. Well, meanwhile, me, meanwhile, people can hoist me from the biggest fucking whatever, but yeah. I, I probably have some screwdriver on my fucking Maybe. thing yeah. right now. You know what I mean? Yeah. But like, I mean, as a kid though, when I was coming into things, yeah. look, it wasn't like a thing. Yeah. Oh, really? Uh, so I, I mean, well, it was to the older guys. Right. right. So I was going to shows, like our, my first shows were like Starkweather, Marauder, uh-huh. all this like heavy mm-hmm. shit. So like... But Marauders was covering it, right? With Jorge, like... Early, like early. Four, No, like four years ago. Like, oh, <laughs> like, okay. Yeah, and it was kind of like someone... They did it at some show, and like the bartender was like, yo, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah. I mean... But yeah, he's Jorge, yeah. and... What's yeah, what, what are you going to say to Jorge? But, you know. but, but, but here's... I mean, um, as the uh, art art and artist separator extremist in the room... Yes, yes. <laughs> the, uh, we, we span the globe. Yes. Uh I'm not like in. The, I'm not in the tank for fucking screwdriver. Just so people at home are clear. Uh, that said, I think that you do have. There's. There does have to be something literally wrong with your ears. Not if you hear it and you do the reflexive. That's not good. You're lying. If you want to take Tom's position, which like, people write us and like after we had the conversation on art and artists, a lot of people take your position, which is that they're thinking people and they they acknowledge yep. that, that there is. 
it is possible to separate. They're just they think, hey, and they choose not to, which is fucking they great. To, right. And that's that's the thing we want to encourage is to choose not to. And I, I think we also talk about access to information and exposure to information. You know, we a long time ago we talked about the Zine uh, store. Mm-hmm. Uh, see, see here, see here, right? And that ability for information to be available. I didn't listen to screwdriver going, man. Really want to. What what's this about? Let me let me dive in. Yeah, yeah. but it There's was a being ton of played. Shit out there. But they, yeah. but exactly, and that's the thing. It was being played, and I go, oh. And then somebody's like, oh. And I'm hearing what's being said. I'm like, oh yeah. my god. Go See, buy fucking shit. shock troops. Nah, listen to Cox Bar, uh, and that's all you need. I got okay. Real quick. Real it's way better. Real no. Cox Bar is way better. Uh, the the early screwdriver material is kind of untouchable. Like it's not just like it's not me. Who being, the fuck are you it's, guys? It's not me being shocking. It's like. Look and also shock uh, troops. Uh, hold on, yo, uh, look, dude, yo, have you heard a thousand like thousands of people singing those songs? No, look, look, it's I awesome, know. it's awesome. But like, I know. I, I'm also like, look again, bar me from certain countries, but sure. there, there is a uh, uh, there is an explicitly racist record that I pure I purely love. I I love it and. <sighs> If anybody has a problem with that, they can band in, meet, band in El Salvador. They, they can meet me in the parking lot because oh, be, he's gonna get beat up now for like a week and a half, and now he thinks he's <laughs> because here's what I take from it. I, what I take from it is not I agree with a single sentiment on this piece of uh, electronic media. You know, what I mean, yeah, I, sure, I, sure. I don't agree with a fucking single thing out of the man's mouth. However, I find it to be an utterly fascinating capsule of the anxieties that that man felt and my point what, is, you talk, what band uh, I prefer not, not to say, say. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's like yeah. Death in June or some bullshit no no, no, I, no I love Death in June but Death in June is it's, for the people at home that are confused just do a little research not an actual Nazi band and just not a, a good band either oh I love Death in oh. June but that's just that's just <laughs> I think I like Tom's impression though fucking we're gonna close with bullshit today's episode is gonna close with Tom yeah I'm just gonna June. so my point is though is that uh, it is like I think that there's this confusion that if you recognize someone's anxieties that that means that you share them or you advocate for them or that you feel that in your heart whereas to me this is a historical document like i don't i don't agree and i don't feel any compulsion to agree i don't have any to be totally frank it doesn't even elicit sympathy from me like i don't hear it and say which is good i don't hear it and say you know what Uh, you're right no i mean all i hear it and say this is as interesting as reading, like you watch the Ken Burns Civil War documentary yeah. and it's, it's first, uh, what do you call it? Uh, it's the correspondence basically. Yes. And it's like, yo, that's a fascinating account. I don't need to share that view. Why, is, why should history be scary to me? And like, th- that is exactly how I feel. About- that's some of the access to information things that I'm big on too is that I don't, I don't want us to turn away from ugly shit. No, I want no. us to look at it and go, yo, that is some ugly shit. Or like, that is some ugly shit and there was this, you know, yeah, there's, there's got to be a place for being able to acknowledge existence and not be appreciated and not maybe proliferate it. You know, when I was going to say, when I think about bands covering Screwdriver, ugh, ugh, Screwdriver sucks. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Mark Ryan. <laughs> so you wrote one good song and said one good thing. Yo, yeah. Disagree. Really like the LP. We'll, we'll deep dive on that in the 91 episode, I believe. Um, yeah. Searching for the light. Um, 
Hated, that's what I think of Death and June. No, I'll turn you on to some Death and June. No, I don't want to be because blow it your sucks. hair back. Oh, forced order. A mask. Forced, forced order. R.I.P. We're with you. Yeah, sorry we'll that you guys show. somehow got lumped into Screwdriver yeah. and fucking Death in June. Yeah, sorry. You're um, not. The band's really good. Sorry mm. to see you guys go. Hopefully, I'm psyched to hear what you guys do in the future. Yeah, like, uh, I'm yeah, with that. exactly. Yeah, get wild. Um, no, let's get positive. Bring some, anything else. <laughs> anything else. New Madball album. Uh, Sounds a, like Madball for fans of Madball. Madball. You really, I mean, you can't go wrong with Madball. But there was a song with a reggae track. Yeah, it was interesting. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, it's a hardcore song with like a reggae part. Okay. Okay. And like, Freddie's got a little bit more melody in his voice. Okay. A uh, new video came out with uh, Lint, Tim from uh, By Vian Rancid, which is cool. Oh, uh, yeah. I think he produced the record. It's good. Matt Henderson plays on it. Do you know who drew the Madball logo? Yes. Who? Steve Huey. Really? He's a tattoo artist. He owns Flyright on, on Metropolitan Avenue in Brooklyn. Okay. Really? okay. He did the, like all the Crown of Thorns stuff. He okay. did Madball. You can buy like if you go to like the fly right like they, he makes prints okay. so you can buy a Madball print. They're oh, fucking awesome. And they're like ten bucks. Cool. Oh, all right. Yeah. He's done shout like out. shout out fly right back. Yeah. Um, there's a sick of little shirt with the uh, the pain strikes. It's like this really awesome back. He drew that. Okay. He drew a ton cool. of like iconic NYHC stuff, and he's like a really famous tattoo artist. Mm. The yeah. Madball logo to me is it's so cool. Perfect. It's perfect. Yeah. It's 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 clearly hand drawn. Yeah. Um, it, it could be people could mistake it for a font when you're not looking at it but you look at it and the weird flaws in it the weird the D interior is slightly oversized it's fucking it's cool it's perfect and the thing like as a kid I remember like Madball Madball like the, yeah. you could buy Madball sure yeah I mean it had many connotations there were like those like kind of like that's, well, the garbage space, tail yeah. kids the toys, fucking yeah. toys but also a Madball is a fucking eight ball in a sock right that's right <laughs> you know um, the more you know yeah but yeah the record's the record's cool. What's the name of it? It's for uh, the cause. For the cause. It has a? Have you seen the cover? It has a very Amy Winehouse cover. Really? Yeah. It, huh, it, pull it, it up. Let's it, take a look. It's, it's very funny. Uh, we listened to a little bit of it before this. I listened to the single that got released maybe three weeks, a month mm-hmm. ago. I liked it. Yeah. You know, um, actively trying to kind of dig into more of that stuff. Um, because Matt Ball's good. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. I see it. <laughs> is that? Is it just him with the words? It, yeah. It's for the just, cause. It, it's him with the mic. It's Freddie with the mic. Yeah. And there's like magical light coming down. Oh, I've seen that. I have seen that. Yeah. <laughs> it's a pretty stark. Yeah. yeah. I like it a great you got deal. Amy Winehouse on the brain. It's Wayne. Yeah. It's it's be I love Amy Winehouse. Um, but she, yeah, but there's like a female singer on the reggae song. No shit. Kind of does, it's at the end, there's like a dub part. It's ah, actually really good. It's going it's cool. a lot right. of different directions. All yes. Right. I, I will check it out after this podcast. Yeah. I uh, was too busy doing our. 1992 deep dive oof. that one we'll, that we'll get into. We'll be coming to, next to, week to, to listen to new material. It was that episode 47. That's a, uh, uh, it's <laughs> actually special episode 100. Mm. Yo, I got a, a wild idea for episodes 44 through 50. This is real. And we'll talk about it off air. But right. that's a little teaser, a little okay. pre-production. All right, All right. it's cool. Oh yeah. uh, what else well, let me just say this. N Y H C. Oh, I know some stuff about that. Did you break your phone? I did. I did. You hey, have, Patreon, can we get this? You, you have no idea what a bummer this is because I've gone my entire life without breaking a, uh, a screen. A screen. It bums and, me out. Like I don't like to like. No, don't. it bums me out. I, like whenever I see somebody with one, I go get your life together. Yeah, like, see, it, like when you, you know see I mean? someone, ta- I'm like, that's gotta hurt. Yeah, it, it, it shattered. Can, it can be bad. It can oh, cut. No. It's glass. Yeah, and I, so th- this is my entire life. I've never broken it, and I had hung my hat on that. I was proud of my ability not to break a uh, screen. And then about two weeks ago, uh, this dropped perfectly to break. Right. And I have been feeling broke 
that's why you've been, that's been, you've been quiet in the group that's chats. That's what it is. Yeah. That's what it is. I mean, I, I don't want to be classist, but I don't really like to hang out with people like you. No, I don't blame you. I, I don't blame you like, at all. Can we go to like... And this is an episode of Axe to Grind. Please check out Tom and Mai's new <laughs> podcast. Barry's hookup or whatever. Can we get not, you fixed? Can not we get you started? Get it. Not we, broke. 60, yeah, not broke podcast. <laughs> Cashless. Um, <laughs> Cashless Kimlin. Um, next, next quick hit. Go for it. Uh, okay. Uh, a thing that you and I talked about on the last episode, but there was a sound issue, so I ended up having to cut the meat of it. Uh, this is on my mind because self-defense just went out with a band that's out of genre for us, and Drug Church has an, a lot of touring coming up. So these things are germane to my professional life. Uh, is it is it right to avoid touring with your contemporaries? If you're um, over a certain age, like for example, okay, right, because because I had said, why isn't Self Defense doing some dates with Red Hair, right? A band who we all like. I yeah. I think that new record's fantastic. It's great. I was digging into it, but and I said because they're old, and for me to say that as a guy who is getting old is sounds stupid, right? But like my attitude is, yo, it's qu- if I was a young band, I might want to do shows with Red Hair. Right. I don't know, but as a dude who is uh, younger than them, but certainly aging, sure, <laughs> I. I uh, I think it is dangerous. Like, uh, after we played that Touche show, uh, that was a really fun show, uh, and it brought Touche's the, thousandth show the in thousandth Los Angeles. show, right? Yeah. And we talked about it on the air, and, and uh, it brought they brought out a La Dispute, right? Mm-hmm. Now, a Touche La Dispute tour right now would crush. Is it the right move? Does it put people in a state of nostalgia? And for me, that's always a question because now, don't get me wrong, this doesn't necessarily mean anything to my band because we've never gotten big enough for this to matter per se but you're in a band when, <laughs> when bands do the the album reunion thing when they do the packaged with somebody from their era, from that era. thing mm-hmm. uh it it can be fun or it can dance a very fine line of uh codifying staleness and uh as a result, I am sensitive to not necessarily wanting to go out with things of a certain age. But are we good? Oh yeah, we're good. Okay. Um, does that make so? So your question is: Am I a fool? Because we, we've talked about. Yeah. Oh, okay. Go on, please. No, I just didn't. oh, in, in general, general, yes, in general. Yeah. <laughs> yes, you are a fool. <laughs> so no, so the, I mean, yeah, I, I I don't disagree. I think that there is an element where. Uh, maybe we're being vampires and we're sucking off the young. Um, but you don't, right? <laughs> Tom and I both made the no, same face. We're sucking I'm not worried about it. All right, go on. I said vampire. I go put on. the yeah, vampire no, clause right. first. Uh, well, dagger. <laughs> yeah. Do, do, do. Um, but I think that the idea of being stale. Yeah, you go. I get weird about anniversary tours. I get weird about anniversary festivals. Yeah. I I want things to feel active and alive. I feel for bands who are told no, just play the hits. Even though sometimes that's who I am too. I'm saying oh. just play the fucking hits. I mean, certain bands please only play the first four years of your career. Right. Nobody wants to hear like you yeah. do shit most of the time when yeah. you're around for twenty I mean, years for sure. But as an artist, that feels like the worst prison of all time. Uh, well, it, you it, can mix it in, right? There's a very fine line to kind of be like, "Hey, this is our new tour, so we're playing ten songs off the new record. Here's a couple of hits sprinkled in, or yeah. like, here's like the five fucking bangers from our record." And here's all the stuff that you want to hear. Right. So here's and a- I think there's something to be said, too, about like playing with bands of your ilk and of your generation. Because mm-hmm. at times, 
personally, we've played shows with younger bands that people are like, I don't really give a fuck about you guys. Sure. You know, that's right. Getting in, you know, we're between fucking incendiary and turnstile on a show. Right. Everyone goes, gets a burrito during indecision, comes back for turnstile. Yeah. Happened to us in fucking Worcester. Yeah. Or, you know, we've played shows that we're like the younger band. Yeah. That, like, you know, we're opening for Sick of It All, and people are like, Oh, you guys that are coming to see Sick of It All never really even heard of us. Right. Who are these youngsters in decision? You know what I mean? Maybe but I'll check then, them out right now. But there's been times we've played shows that like we're paired with one other band from our generation. Yeah. And it was like, you know, we played a black and blue ball with Kill Your Idols. Right. Or when you play with Strife. Right. right. Or when we played with fucking VOD and it was like, oh, this is like the perfect. Right. Because it's like us by ourselves playing with a bunch of younger bands. Old folks might not come out and see us. Right. Playing with older bands without a band of our ilk, the younger kids might not come out. And see. Right. So like, there's that like really, really fine kind of point that you kind of have to have like one other band that's kind of like ties it together. It's like a rug. So added, I, added I, value. I put the onus on booking agents and promoters. Hundred mm. percent. Yeah, you guys could do a weekend with red hair. It should be booked with some young bands right. that make sense. And, and that it's not you and them at the top, so everyone, the attrition happens at band three, so bands four and five get jammed. You playing at that show with Incendiary, then Indecision, then Turnstile, right. you should have played before Incendiary. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. Well, you know we'll what I mean? Now. Exactly. Yeah. And it's just one of those, but there's other shows where you certainly should play over them. It'll, and, no, you know, maybe not 2018. Yeah. Maybe not now. But, but, but you know what I mean? No, it totally but, makes sense. But I, mean, I put that onus on the people booking the show and them, and the bands to just keep that in mind. I think you're right to be wary, but like, that, I actually thought the same thing with some young bands who hit me up about doing a show, and they were just doing a weekend, but it was a three-band package, and my initial kick was like, oh, I don't know how to book this around it. I stopped and thought about it. I was like, okay, I think I can figure it out. But even that, it was like three new, new bands, all at basically the same level. Yeah. Maybe one had a little more push than the other two, but I was like, they're all at the same level. Now, if it was like one who was a little hotter, one who had been around a little longer, and one who was a baby baby who nobody had heard of, that you can figure out and structure something around. So I think a lot of it is is about the connotation. Should self-defense do a um, three-band package tour with red hair and... Fiddlehead? Uh, fiddlehead. Boom. Yeah, that could work. That could work. Jesus that could work. That could work, but like if it's self-defense and red hair and you just have one local opener for all the dates, no, that sucks. Right. You know, and you'll still get... You'll get some of your diehards. Yeah. You'll get your 20 diehards. You'll get their 20 diehards. Yeah. And you'll get... The five guys from the opening band. Yep. And that's it. And that's, you know. So, or, or the 50 people who want to see the opening band, and then half of them leave because they're like, eh, eh, I don't know. See, yeah, maybe like they put their friends on a guest list, you know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah right. And, uh, you know, I, uh, so self-defense is kind of, uh, this is going to sound odd, almost lucky in the respect that we've never had so much success that we got to worry about that type of packaging. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, because the bands that have names and our legacy acts and are important do kind of have to think about that. You know what I mean? But we don't, except in the respect that we want it to be a good show. Yes. You know what I mean? So it's just been on my mind a little bit because uh, listening back to that episode and what we cut, I, uh, you know, old, old guy bands uh, playing with a middle guy band. Uh, do you throw young people? I don't know. I don't know if there's any solution really because I think people start to zone out after a certain like 
age. Well, we were saying that about the Sick of It All Murphy's right. Law shows. And those look packed. And every show was packed. Some yeah. of them were sold out. Yeah. Like, they really? packed out the Roxy yeah. and they sold, like, so, I mean, there's something to be said to kind of be like, well, fuck it. Because, you know, Sick of It All could have taken out whoever. Right. And got a huge walkout. Yep. Because, you know, kids came to see, whatever the fuck. But, you know, like, if I'm, you know, as we get older, it's like, ah, Sick of It All is a bunch of bands I don't know. I'll, I'll catch him next time. Right. Oh shit! Sick of Roland Murphy's Law. Right. All right. Well, right. And there like, might and be the, there might be the way to have that magic, and you put in Combust or whoever or right, Dead right. Heat. They had like, there's just one that you can pull in that helps get some young and exposes the older folks who are coming out to chat. Be like, oh, this is cool. I, right. The Shelter Show is the example I want to use. Perfect. Because we didn't talk about this, and we should have. How many people were there who were under the age of 25? We said maybe 300 people were there. Yeah. Ish. Alex Casey's 24. That's about and, it. And his younger sister and younger brother. And that Maybe was it. Maybe five, yeah. I mean, it was a lot. And and then if I said, okay, how many people were there under 30? Mm, no. And I was in Force the, is the perfect ba- young band for that crowd. And right. they apparently failed. Oh, okay. Apparently it was Didn't go buns. Over. Okay. And it was just like, yeah, like six or seven people from the Hudson Valley were moshing for him. And it was a lot of old people like, what's well, that was a shelter on? show. It was a that sh- was a very, it was a shelter show. That wasn't a hardcore show. That was but, a shelter show. But yeah. that's my thought too: is you have to be careful with the mix, and you got to figure it out because yeah. shelter. Yeah, they played. It was cool. There was time. I was I was into it. I was going off. Um, there I was, was moshing. I watched. I was. Mm. I was. I was ready like for expressing pit myself. Yeah, yeah it wasn't. Like, yeah. yeah, it was great. No, I was right. being spiritual. I'm familiar with yeah, that. Yeah, doing a lot of this with the hands up. Yeah, like when one away yeah, started playing shows, yeah, you, I, you saw me getting. Uh, oh yeah, I got a little ignorant. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. So um, I think and that's Dave Smalley's band played, which I can't say I watched. We were outside talking baseball. I think we were. We were. So, but I think it's. I'm putting the onus on. Book the shows well and mix it up, but think about it. And tours, book the tour well. Like you know, actually, Fiddlehead, you guys and Red Hair, that's interesting. Interesting. Fiddlehead I, might need a headline, even I, though they're absolutely. Why yeah, not? You know what I mean? Why like, not? Um, wow. Uh, they did well on our Boston show. I don't. I'm sure there was walkout. I was. The streams there. are crazy. Those attention. California shows look crazy. Uh, yeah. yeah, like I- iconic levels. Yeah, I'm sorry for uh, Side question, related. How important, in your view, is it to be part of a rising or exciting scene? It doesn't hurt. <laughs> yeah, it don't hurt. Does it? Okay. I think maybe it does. And, and here's why. So, uh, pivoting from self-defense conversation to drug church conversation. The, the, uh, <laughs> the way, I'm, We're sorry, I'm, everybody. He's leaning into this. So, we get a lot of complaints about people. I don't typically have a problem with it. We're gonna get more indecision um, stuff because maybe, maybe not. Yeah, yeah. We're gonna if we can pull it out of them. We're gonna start bribing you with <laughs> like, I money, like pizza. And, money and vegan yeah. pizza. I All actually, right, yeah. I have the vegan pizza order form so we can get some delivery. So fuck yeah. yeah. Nice. Uh, we get, our time is important. We can't walk over there. Um, Hi, I'm Daniela Clark. I'm Barbara Ann Wild, and we are the Honest AF Show. Our podcast is real, honest conversation with our celebrity friends and pros. Covering our anything but average rock and roll lifestyles. All while tackling the hell that is aging and the battle of beauty. Oh yeah, nothing is off the table. The Honest AF Show is available wherever you get your podcasts.
What's up, everybody? I am Finn McKenty, host of the Punk Rock NBA podcast, part of the Sound Talent Media Podcast Network. My podcast is all about doing what you love for a living, and every week I sit down and talk to people who have done exactly that. For example, musicians like Tommy from Between the Buried Me, Matt from Periphery, Lil Lotus and Shinigami, among many others, photographers, artists, designers, YouTubers like Glenn Fricker and Sarah Dietschy, and I unpack exactly how they got to where they are today with the goal of helping you do the same. So if that sounds cool, you can listen and subscribe at SoundTalentMedia.com, and I'll see you there. Hello, Tom May here, host of Future Friday. I've spent the last 15 years on the road with my band, The Menzingers, where I've met all kinds of wild and fascinating people. So I started a podcast. On Future Friday, I talked to fellow musicians about the moments that made them, their passions outside of music, and the curiosities that tie us all together. I've also talked to the likes of UFO researchers, magicians, soldiers, and documentary filmmakers, and I'm constantly searching for folks that can shape and change our view of the world. You can check out Future Friday wherever you like. But Pat Trick uses his bands to relate to a lot of these subjects, and I find that good. And I've had feedback from others who are like, no, I get it. It, it helps. So I'd like to hear more about Drug Church, to be quite honest let's with you. I'm not even trying to be a dick. So pivoting to Drug Church. Okay. People at home that don't understand the context of me talking about I'll my bands. You think I'm promoting anything here? <laughs> all you fuck yourself. So, uh, <laughs> the Foley artist over here. <laughs> so, Michael Winslow. So... Uh, Bob did just. It, <laughs> how important is it to be, like, okay, drug church, right? <coughs> yes, is uh, uh, going out with what I, by my ears, and this is uh, painting with a really broad brush, uh, is going out with like what I call pop punk, right? And I don't know. Do you want to name the band? Or you don't want? Uh, I think it's announced. We're going out with a band called Microwave. I know the uh, name. And they just did tours with like some a run with like Jimmy Eat World or something. The Weezer, Jimmy Eat World or something, yeah, right? Yeah. And to me, like, look, I'm sure that uh, I'm sure that people in that scene consider that rock, but to my ears and it's that pop much, punk. yeah, it's pop yeah. punk. And I say that without like I don't like pop punk. No but disdain. I, I, there's yeah. no disdain. Yeah. It's just, whatever. So, uh, but everybody's riding me to be like, no, that shit's not cool. You should be going out with like, and they're naming what is a different scene, even though to my ears, it's, it's not exactly that the fucking same music. Like, like such as? Like they're saying, you got to go out with like Prince Daddy and Kiss I didn't know who that was. And like, Kiss I know, but well, it's it, just the name makes here's me want to hurt. Yeah, right. I, I, yeah. I can't, but so, but he, I guess here's the thing. Here's the point that people are making. That shit uh, is hot. Right now, uh, DIY indie, basement indie, is hot, thing. yeah, and uh, it goes from. Uh, Bob pointed this out earlier. It it it, it skip a step music. It goes from DIY celebration of DIY. Look how DIY we are to Coachella nod, uh, and then typically sure. and then typically a breakup, right? So right. I know a band that I'm thinking of right now that exactly fits that. Yeah, exactly. Is that band it, Chumped? Do you remember that band? Uh, Chumped? Uh, they were around for six weeks. Sure. Yeah. Great. Great. Right. I really enjoyed the record, mm-hmm. but. They were the same. They were like the basement fest band, yep. but they were playing like if you got them on like a Paramore tour, they would have fucking murdered. Right, right, right. right. But so, they're pop punk for all intents yes. and purposes. I mean, it by just, my standards, certainly. Yeah. So, so uh, the everybody's point to me is one scene feels tired and from an old generation, and th- this other thing is what's popping right now, and. But materially, it's not that much different. Uh, musically, musically, I don't hear a difference remotely. I don't, okay. you know, and that's no disrespect to anybody. You no. know what I mean? But, uh, but I guess my point is, as a as a grown up, 
I find it very difficult to latch my horse. I guess I felt this way when I was a kid too. To latch my horse to anything, even though I do recognize, like Bob's point, it doesn't hurt. Uh, a rising tide raises all ships. Yep. All that, yep. But but like, okay. So like, we all remember when emo was the rising tide. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And no pun intended, because that is a uh, Sunday Day Real Estate record. There you go. There you go. <laughs> the uh, I'm talking about the other. I'm talking about emo from like five, six years ago or whatever, right? And Foley artist Tom. Um, so, oh, I, the, me doing that with the soda the other side was so, so good. Yeah. It was incredible. I want to clip it. Like, like we c- could sell it to Coca-Cola. Yeah, exactly. absolutely. It was unbelievable. Yeah. And movie theater shit. And it was yeah. a Pepsi, wasn't it? It was. <laughs> so, the uh, where was I at? You lost uh, me. Emo. Emo from about five years ago. Okay, so you remember like, so look, this is no disrespect to the world is, who, who still have a career, etc. Yeah. But I would say that they were... They were the one that survived from that scene, and now that scene is decimated. You know what I mean? I don't hear of anything coming out of that. Well, who else was in that scene? Then? Uh, uh, who was it? It was Foxing. It was th- there was like yep. seven. Oh, bands. I see. Yeah, yep. and uh, they were the the shade past post pop punk leaning indie like oh you in, know. the indie to emo yep. like sort of thing. But that scene had a ton of energy around it. Mm-hmm. And uh, fast forward a few years. And there's only a couple survivors, right? And maybe you could say that about anything. Yeah, it's it's rough in the war zone out there, <laughs> yeah, right? No so, survivors. It's like, like it's Bane. like the yeah, it's like the scene in uh, Game of Thrones after a dragon battle. It's like oh shit, yeah, man, many people left yeah. yeah. Spoiler. So, so <laughs> my point. How is... How many people right now are listening to this and being like, who the fuck is Foxing? Oh no, I think okay. they were huge, bigger than they any band I've ever minute. played in, bigger than all my bands put together. Like, honestly, like a relatively room-filling band. Right. But, world. but but that's kind of my point. Yeah, but he's right. Our audience might be like... Oh, maybe. I, I don't know. But, but it's all right. But sure. my, my point is... We ain't mad at you. My point is that like... Who the fuck is Renee Zellweger? All, all of this shit feels <laughs> like clap your hands, say yeah, 2.0. Do you remember that? Chick, chick, chick. Do you, yes, mm-hmm. thank you. Do you remember the uh, blog... Bit, yeah, of course. Blog, blog core, blog rock. Yeah. Where, where it was... Uh, it, like we were told that this was going to be a thing, and the like, famously, I always use this as an example. I read it a couple of years ago. I thought it was fascinating. The National opened some of those shows, and now the National Are can fill a two thousand cap oh, on their dude. on their slow day. They're filling an eighteen thousand cap in Queens two nights in a row. So, so, so let's talk about yeah. that. Meanwhile, clap your hands, say yeah, is playing the soda bar the day after self defense. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Right. No, of course. So, so like. Franz Ferdinand. Uh, right. They, they were gigantic. Mega now. hit now. Yeah. I'm sure that they can do the state fair circuit and do fine, but it's not, like nobody's yeah. excited. Anyway, sure. the point is is that I'm just not convinced that whatever the scene is at the moment is ever worth chasing or be belonging to for a real motherfucker like me. Is that fair? Or am I? Is my hubris preventing me from taking advantage of being part of a thing that could potentially help me? Your fear of the depth of individualism is hurting. <laughs> is that you. what it is? Yes. Is that what it is? Yeah, it's I it's that <clears throat> you've existed in spaces and as have many people where the tide is rising. It was not. It was dry, mm. and the tide has now been rising. Moving on. So um, you've been able to navigate that pretty well. While staying on your own thing, mm. there's people who lean into it too much, and it's yeah. like you're, you, you on that whack shit. Yeah, and then there's people who shy away from it intentionally, and you probably fall more into that category. Yeah, I would say definitely, yeah. 
and that's not doing you any favors either, stay the course. Don't worry about that fucking shit. Okay. Cause, but you're cause right. What happens is I'll play yeah. anything, but yeah. like when people are like, you should play this because it's cool. You know what I mean? I go, ah, man, I, cool, not cool. Who the fuck got time for yeah, all that those shit? Are the same cool people. changes a lot. That's, what, that's my And point, those are the basically. same people who are telling you, oh, what's this band sound like? Oh, they're, they're going to be huge. Right, right, right. You know? right. So. Um, okay, so those are those are two things I want to talk about. What else you got? Uh, yeah. Um, Our Heroes Turnstile, mm. Fury, touring Europe right now. Mm. Shout outs to them. Mm. And mostly interesting on that is that they've got big festivals coming up. Hellfest in Europe. Who are they playing with? Iron Maiden? Oh, it's like something ridiculous. And Sandy playing... Like, it's like the band that you think is like the biggest band in the world is on like the third stage. Right. Yeah. You know what right, I mean? Right. It's like they're on like the Beats by Dre yeah. stage. Yeah. Whatever the fuck. <laughs> I'm pulling the line up. But they also... Um, also, Avenged Sevenfold is like a headliner on these things. Oh. Which still to this day blows my fucking mind that these idiots that yes. we've played with yep. and like... Their first record, their thank you list. Did I ever tell you this? No. Their thank you list literally says, "For those I love, I will sacrifice," and then names all the people. Wow, nice. And no, I will, not that cool. Who gives a shit? But <laughs> the fact that like they were like the also rans to the Atreus and the Eighteen Visions and right. stuff, and they're like literally headlining over like Marilyn Manson. Yo, and you know fucking, what? They're the survivors of that scene. Yo, it's insane. Yes, they are. Yo, so uh, this brings up a point. For those I love, I will sacrifice. It gives some new, context. New there's, there's people that don't no, know yeah, what right. we're talking I, I, about. Indecision lyrics. Who do yeah. you? You and Justin wrote those. Yes. You, you, Justin, yeah, Justin, yeah. But you sang them. So yeah, I mean, I made it cool. Yeah. Yeah. Justin, yeah. yeah, you made them cool. He made it a hot line. You made it a hot song. Uh, last right. night at a show, uh, a friend of mine plays in the, the band Nightbirds. Introduced me to his friend, who's like, "Oh, my guitar in that band is his guitar. He got me into stuff." Blah blah blah. And so the guy who had given the guitar is like, "Should have been me, right?" And I'm like, "Yeah." And I said, "Yo." Stolen Valor. <laughs> That's for those I love. Yeah. I will sacrifice. Stolen fucking Punk Valor. Yeah. Fuck oh, you, Avenged Seven X. And, and uh, First Blood. And so yeah. many. So yeah. many. So we call in Stolen Valor when we see it now. I like but, it. but I mean, honestly, this is not me sucking Tom off over here, but I like, mean, it, it's a. It, it, it's all right. He ain't, he ain't mad about it. Been a minute, yeah. Um, uh, a very good line that people take out of context of the song uh-huh. a lot. Yeah. But. Also works if you want to put it on your lunch pail when you're. You That's know, true. I mean, people do. You know, like, <laughs> yeah, we we selling those to Union Seven One Eight out in. I mean, hey, <laughs> yeah. Staten Island. Yeah, it's uh, a song about atheism. And, right, and, but people take it to you know some uh, marine got a tattoo knows it. Right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but, Hellfest headliners: Judas Priest, Avenged Sevenfold, Iron Maiden. Who's Avenged Sevenfold playing over? Like Deftones. Okay. Fuck. Uh, that's not Carpathi- Carpathian. Limp Biscuit is on their day. Oh, yeah. yeah. Dimmu Burger. <laughs> Dimmu Burger. <laughs> Dino Burger. Dino Burger. Uh, <laughs> Hate Breed. You know, just a couple. Neurosis. A couple but so, small things. Over so, here. yeah, Turnstile's playing that, and Turnstile's playing some big, big festivals in the U.S. Tell me what you know. They're playing Made in America, Made in which America. is like the Jay Z Beyonce festival yeah. in with, Philly. With um, Nicki Minaj and like The Weeknd or something. Code Orange, yeah. The Weeknd, Nicki Code Minaj, playing, all, yeah. those, all the big ones. They're like the only two, like. <laughs> Probably guitar bands, I would imagine. Yes, I do. Nicki Minaj and Turnstile. Nicki Minaj, yes, Barbie Tings and <laughs> and Turnstile and Code Orange. Uh, Wait, I was surprised to see uh, Turnstile on there. Uh, except, I think that that's probably uh, their booking agent uh, is finally scoring a victory with those guys <laughs> and yeah. saying and saying, "Please do this thing." 
Uh, and I think we could all agree that Turnstile is a band you can put on virtually anything. And, yes. And the worst that's going to happen is a net neutral. Right. And this you is know? my hope. Yeah, they're my, musical. My yeah. hope is that yeah. when they play that and when they play Louder Than Life Festival in Louisville, Kentucky. Louder Than With life. Avenged Sevenfold, Limp Bizkit, Breaking Benjamin. Godsmack, oh God. Five Finger Death Whoa. Punch, Shine Down, Jesus, Nine Inch Nails, Deftones, Ice Cube, all the hits, Primus, Billy Idol, yeah, um, that they steal the show and convert some fucking non-believers. Yeah, um, I mean, I feel like Code Orange, Power Trip, Knocked Turnstile, Knocked Loose have all been on those kind of like radio rock festivals. I think this is Turnstile's first run. I mean, I feel like they played the Carolina Rebellion and all that did sort of they? shit. Oh, I, I believe know, they I did. I don't even know what that one is. Is that like a radio oh, thing? They're all like, or it's like, yeah, it's, it's like in some Q-104 festival. Or three. Yeah. yeah, or like they're playing like festivals in like Texas and like baseball stadiums. Right, right. that's true. Like, that um, has happened. But yo, we've talked about it a million times. Let's just beat it into the kids one more time. Yeah. Uh, being phenomenal live uh, will put you in places that you don't belong and get you paychecks that are cool. And I, mean, I don't we'll, know if they don't belong. No, maybe not. But but, but it, it'll feel weird when you're getting in that pool. And you know what? The next time you go through there, you might have some more weird people at your show. Yeah. And that's cool. And that's that's the goal for oh, a I lot think of that this, takes this exposure. Oh, yeah. yeah. To be Especially, I mean, turns out I think is one thing. I think being Code Orange and being so abrasive at a festival that it's like, you know, this is like mostly R&B. Yeah. Like, yeah, I we, think that takes fucking off balls. Air, we, off air, I said they got to lean on the electronic shit and go heavy with that. Yeah, but I mean, I think that takes a lot of guts to kind of get up there and be like, fuck, like 99% of you guys are not going to like this. I mean, Code Orange, I think, so we, we think of... You want me to read some of the bands that are playing? Yeah. <laughs> Why not? At Made in America? The two headliners are Nicki Minaj and Post Malone. Post Malone, ex-hardcore. He is. He's, He's down with like, like Biohazard dude. and shit. He's just mm-hmm. hardcore, right? Yeah. Now, at this point, Meek not? Mill. <laughs> Fat Joe. I'm not giving it to him. I'm sorry. Diplo, Miguel. Um, That's your old-minded shit, man. Ty Dolla Sign. <laughs> yeah, but, like, there's White Reaper. Uh-huh. There's Show Me the Body. Yeah, so it's like... Code any, Orange, Turnstile. anything with a, a high uh, energy manager. Wicca phase. It's... Springs Eternal. All right. Lil B. Okay. Who's down, apparently, like, core adjacent, maybe? Oh, yeah. He likes the shirts. Oh, yeah. Lil P Cashless is on there. No, thank God. Um, is that your new name? Dude. So, yo, I'm going to walk you across Chinatown and get you some food that's a wet so, napkin. So what these guys are referring to is I took them to my favorite uh, restaurant in, in New York. and Who'd uh, you take? And they, no, I was not there. They, 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 they spit it on me. Yeah, um, a couple guys, and they were very upset. Uh, Patrick, I, you've taken me to good restaurants. That Indian place on Central Ave is very good. Still, I, look. Uh, the, is that Albany? Yeah. Yeah. The place that I go in Chinatown. I mean, it's fucking Albany. Anything is decent. Because it's Albany, and, no offense. And, and you guys literally have bombers. You've been leaning on bombers for 25 years. N- okay. So, like in New York, it's there, like, dude, there is food everywhere. I walked three miles in fucking. Albany has a vegan restaurant balls. now. Everyone. It's good. Are you gone? No, that dude like stole my girlfriend. I can't fuck oh, with yeah. him. But, yeah. <laughs> but even though we buried the hatchet, but I still am not. I don't know if I'm You're going still to his restaurant. Okay. I don't know if I'm going to his restaurant. You should go in and get some free shit. Uh, I you, mean, it worked out for you, though. Stolen you valor, want. stolen girlfriend. Yeah, be like, yo, dude, let me get a fucking also, egg roll for free. Also, full disclosure, uh, she was right to leave me. But, you know sure. what I mean? <laughs> but and you no want to grind. But the uh, no axe to grind. Actually, Shout out to that dude who just approached me like a like a man at a at a fucking event and uh, at an event and and we we talked on it uh, in a mature way. 
but you have a lovely girlfriend for a couple of years, so yeah, yeah. Well that's, well, that's the other thing, right? Is you like, date girls, yeah, uh, date women. Apparently, <laughs> that's a big joke re- too. Ref- reference what you're talking about, because otherwise, people think uh, we're insane. Do you want to talk about it? Yo, it's become like a joke, and it's not cool. Yeah, don't fucking yeah, whatever. <laughs> well, I yo, don't... D- diehard listeners, y'all think it's funny. It ain't funny. Just shut up. Well, I, well, I don't need to get all serious on it. I was just going to say that... Pat is taking it, receipts it, it, out of his pocket? Is that, yeah. Are those receipts that you got from people? No, like I'm, you're look, gonna I'm, look, I'm looking for a tissue. He's getting uh, his tax yeah. right the, off. The, the, uh, uh, no, uh, point is, uh, yeah, that worked out fine. But shout out to that dude, I, but I still haven't gone to his restaurant yet. But yeah, uh, so after the Rabies tribute show in Tompkins Square Park, Patrick Kinlan walked... Oddly from Incendiary, yeah. Dusty Cloudon, who's from the suburbs and does not walk. Yeah, that's true. For like miles. And that, no, hold on, and you, and now you're gonna say, and I am a man of larger carriage. No, but I walk, man. I ain't, I'm I say, not afraid of it. I say, but we, it's a, we, it was a long ass walk. We walked what? Twenty minutes? Was that? It was blocks. longer than that. Was it was like torture? an hour. It was probably, an hour. It was probably twenty blocks. No, it was more than that. It was more. Like yeah, okay. I, it was Tompkins to Chinatown. How far is but that? But it was like deep Chinatown. You were like East Broadway shit. And we got there, and the food sucked. Oh no! It was literally someone no. gave me a wet napkin. We're not to gonna. Eat. We're not gonna get that sponsorship now. It's vegetarian dim sum, my favorite spot in the city. Okay. It was pretty wack. Love it. And also to top it all off, so we go there, and it's like, yo, here's a fucking wet napkin. Here's this, mm. not to wash your face with, to eat. Yeah. This motherfucker, it's cash only. Who doesn't bring any money? That's me. This motherfucker That's right me. here. So Brian Audley, who barely knows his little P cashless. Yeah. Mm. Little P cashless and Audley had to pay for his food. And then he gave him a hard time for ordering an Uber. Because oh. Pat's too punk. I am too punk for Uber. Yeah, you walked, man. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm so hungry. Uh the moral of the story, play the big festivals, fuck it. Weird fuck shit it. happens. Fuck it. Alright. Um what what do you got? You got anything? Uh let's see what I got. Um, oh, I just want to talk about like the other thing that I noticed on tour. Like we can talk yeah. about like well, we're getting into self defense. Did a U.S. walkabout with uh, Sonnet. Cool, it's done. Um, it's you're gonna give like some Sonnet, Sonnet, Sonnet. There but is it like Sonnet, like S O N N E T? But it's spelled S A N N. Is it like spelled alternative? It's a clever name. It's a clever spelling of Sonnet. Sonnet. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you don't like that. I thought it's it was like something that I didn't really know what it meant. Okay, no, I think I think I it's thought it was on it. I, I thought it was German. I, I think it's know. literally just a you know you, it's a, it's a it's a Google searchable version. Got it, of got it, got it, got it. Okay, sure. all right, that's cool. Um, and you're gonna talk. So give us give us your your walkabout. We don't want to hear about your band, but tell us about the rest of it. Uh, let's see the the US. podcast interactions. Oh food. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so, so people approach me. Um, All right, so here's my question. Yes. You were given at the Brooklyn date yes. a Whole Foods employee yes. t-shirt. Not to blow up your spot. Yes. Okay. Wow. Did, were you able to use that to eat for free at any Whole Foods? Because yeah. I feel like in, the, in like, you know, your, your fucking stomach's touching your back kind of days on tour yeah. that you go like, fuck this. I'm going to put this on. I'm going to act like I'm an employee and I'm going to eat a pound worth. Move some boxes. Yeah. So, so I'm going to say since Whole Foods has, uh, I'm not going to say that I do this, but since Whole Foods has gone over to Amazon, mm. the type of um, uh, customer service slash uh, employee loss, uh, basically. Uh, loss, reten- loss prevention. Yeah. I'm not going to advocate for people fucking just stealing, but you can eat anything you want at Whole Foods. Walk around with it in your hands and nobody's going to say anything to you. Right. But you could fill up like a salad box and just fucking eat for day. Uh, well, I mean, uh, uh, this is me getting into theft now. If you go to Whole Foods, <laughs> if you go up to if you go up to the salad bar at Whole Foods, fill it up and then go to customer service and say, 
hey, uh, I found some bad lettuce in here. I'm sorry, I, I can't eat this. They'll say, go take anything you want and sit down. And you fill up, and then you just walk past the register. And uh, there's no reason. Look, if you're hungry, uh, there's no reason to ever pay at Whole Foods. Which a which a little P cashless <laughs> up on the mic. <laughs> so, so, but like the thing is, is like ah. I, even when I've been broke the last couple of years, I haven't been so broke no. that I've needed to steal from Whole Foods. The only time I steal from Whole Foods is when there's a line because then I resent them because I'm like, come yeah, on, come on line. man, come nobody on, likes man. lines. I, I fuck, so we are single handedly going to bring down Jeff Bezos. I mean, if I can. You know, I mean, right, like, right, right. but small steps. Um, That's it. So yeah, uh, shows were fun. Shows were fun. Uh, you know, it's exactly like we thought. Uh, we haven't grown in the interior of the country uh-huh. in maybe five years. Yep. Uh, the coasts. Uh, we played some of the big shows on weekdays and still did really well. Which is your fault. Uh, yeah. It's, it, oh, it is my. So I should explain that. Um, because my immediate reaction was, why aren't you playing the big spots on the weekend? Uh, cheat code. Play the big spots on the weekend. Right. So, okay. Real quick. That, Higher highs. That fe- Yes, exactly. That, so, p- that feels counterintuitive. It might say like, oh, but like uh, Los Angeles is going to ha- bring out whoever they're going to bring out. But meanwhile, if we play Petaluma, uh, we should give that a Saturday and make sure everybody comes out. So, this is the math. Uh, you're going to play Charlotte, um, which is a secondary market. Um, yeah, on <laughs> so, its best day. Yeah. Yeah. Um, if you play on a Thursday, you're going to get 40 people. If you play on a Saturday, maybe you get 60, and that seems generous. No, um, if you play Philly on a Thursday, you might get 60 people. But if you play on a Saturday, you might get 120. Right. So get that double up in the big spot as opposed to, uh, it's a weekend. It was a weeknight. I'm, uh, it's work, right. you know. Uh, but as you pointed out, it is my fault because I told our booking agent, I'm not driving overnight for any fucking reason. And that's just a lifestyle choice. Uh, I'm not looking to die. I hate overnight drives. You are the un-overnight drive. I am. I hate overnight. (laughs) I I think overnight drives are a needless waste of my life. I I refuse to die that way. So Can you get in an accident? We saw somebody die on this tour. We saw somebody like directly in front of us on the coming the opposite way. We watched a front end blowout that sent a guy through the guardrail and down a forty foot ravine, and mm. it happened in exactly less than a second. You know what I mean? The whole thing. This man ceased to exist in less than a second, and has nothing to do with time. Uh, but your chances, Google it. Your chances of dying on the road go up after eleven p.m. Yes. This absurd amount. I mean, is it because like the truck drivers are on speed, it, fucking it, flying down the road, or is it like it's because your reaction time and the reaction time of everybody else on the road and is, just like less people decreased. around to help you too, right? It, I would uh, that, that might be well, true. And, yeah, I'm, it, it, I'm thinking more pe- more impaired people, uh, and you are naturally more impaired at 3 a.m. No matter who the fuck you are, and max speeds are being attained as opposed to it's you true. know heavy traffic. You get in an accident on the highway at any time; it's not fun. But if you get in an accident in the middle of dead stop traffic, right? I mean, how many times have you driven past, like, oh, that car's on fire? I, I mean, I say it all the time, like, on this tour, like, we saw two major accidents, including the one that, that, that looked very much like yeah. the man immediately died. Um, it, all the time. And if you, talk to, if you talk to a 30-year truck driver, they'll tell you how many fucking corpses they've seen. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, so, so sure. uh, I, I just, uh, I love playing music, and I'll risk my life within reason. Uh, overnight drives are not within reason. So I, I will uh, play uh, Fort Worth uh, on a Friday and drive the next two days rather than 
play uh, rather than rush to play anything. You know what I mean? Like I'd rather miss a weekend, miss out on for us really good money in a potential place like Los Angeles. Uh, do it on the weekday just to avoid an overnight drive. So bands, you can take that with whatever grain of salt you want. Um, If you got a guy who can drive, you're young and you don't care about dying, do it because that means the difference between playing big spots and playing to a lot more people. Um, Yeah, or just be smart and figure out how to book it. You know, look at your dates and book backwards from being like, all right, I'm going to do St. Louis, Chicago, and fucking Cleveland and then I'll play Columbus and uh, and... It's fucking Pittsburgh on the weekdays. I'll say this: it's right now for guitar acts of a certain size. It's tough out there, like, like because what you said is true. Except finding the the venues right now for certain cities is fucking Uh, tough. You know what I mean? Like some don't have a three hundred cap. Yeah. Like, and if they do, it's booked until December. How are the DIY venue stuff? (laughs) Okay, so. we we haven't done. Uh, We're picking food while you're talking. Sorry. No, that's fine. Uh, <laughs> w- this Sausage was. This was a this was a matter <laughs> this was a matter of debate on this tour, because uh, we played a bunk show, and it was it, it was a right, and I don't think where it was it could have been a good show. However, it was also a corporate like maybe even live nation bunk show you know what i mean and as a result which is cool you still get your money that's thank you exactly Not, and, you know. no it's a good point yeah. but my bandmate said you know we should talk to adam our booking agent and see if we can't in like a couple of these midwest cities see if we can't do the diy spots yeah and i look i'm sympathetic to every position here but having been in the room for a lot of booking and having booked shows myself, uh, I don't blame a booking agent for not wanting to fuck with the DIY scene in any particular city. And for those of you that like like maintain your scenes through the hard work and DIY mm. efforts, I understand that what I just said is potentially offensive. Yeah, man, you on some thin ice today. No, nah, but like, look, I'm listening to a screwdriver and dissing <laughs> your DIY scene. Look, they they just got to be honest though. It's like. Uh, there are more flaky DIY promoters than there are good ones. And there are more people who are going to uh, promise a band money and then, uh, if attendance is low, uh, appeal, to your, to appeal to your punk nature, which, by the way, booking agents do not have. No. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> painting with broad stroke, however, what you're saying is true in the sense that if you're a DIY promoter, you can tell bands to go screw or just be like, oh, I forgot. Yep. With little punitive repercussions and well, uh, if you're in the professional setting it's oh well uh, you're gonna be out of job or we're not gonna work with your venue and your venue is gonna go out of business also let's take the middle course if I walk a DIY promoter to an ATM I'm the conversation within a small scene that I am the bully mm-hmm. if I walk a professional promoter to an ATM that's his regular Saturday. Yes. You, you yeah, yeah, yeah. No, You'll never have to walk him to an ATM because they'll have the money. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. It's not going to be a conversation in the future. And sometimes it's a necessary uh, evil, honestly. Oh, I mean, look. You know, you have to play some shows that it's like, you don't have, like, you would feel guilty if you played Chicago for a DIY guy and oh, this person might lose a couple of bucks. If Live Nation loses a couple of bucks, go fuck yourself. Sure, sure. And, and I mean, also, that's worth saying is that professional promoters are playing a numbers game. So they... 
basically they need to win one more time per month than they lose. That's not the circumstance. That's the win. Yeah. Yes, that's exactly. The, yeah, that's, that's a big win. And, yeah. and that's not the circumstance for a DIY promoter. Now, again, I've been a DIY promoter. I debate doing it again. You know what I mean? Because I do actually find putting on shows more fulfilling than I think many people do. Uh, so maybe I'll do it again. And certainly Live Nation won't be financing me. So I'm sympathetic to any DIY promoter out there, particularly the people that are really putting a scene on their back. Yeah. I'm just saying that other people are making you look bad because the number of unreliable DIY promoters is so high that I just can't, you can't ask a booking agent with multiple clients to cut through the noise to determine that you're the good DIY promoter in whatever particular region you're in. Do you think there's less onus on them because it's like, eh, I know I promised you X, but I can only give you Y. 100%. Like I said, because if I, if I walk uh, Jimmy Barf to the fucking uh, ATM, Jimmy Barf goes online and says that I'm a fucking villain. You know what I mean? Like, like there's no there's no accountability in DIY. For anybody that is like, yo, I'll, I'll bury... I think there are. I'll bury myself here. Um, uh, there are, for every good person in the DIY scene, there are people who uh, do not value the bands. They might value the scene, quote unquote. They might value the community, quote unquote, whatever. whatever. Right, but, but they don't value your time and your effort. Not right. at all. And, and uh, in some small supplemental way, I'm a professional musician mm. and uh, you can rip me off. You can. If you, and if you can appeal to my better nature, you can. But if you appeal to my DIY nature as a means of getting out of something, that's just not going to fly. Because when I did shows, I just made sure I had the money in my pocket. And that's the fucking end of the conversation. You know what I mean? Yeah, so, you're playing a dangerous game, especially now. Like if you're doing a DIY space and you're a DIY promoter and you don't have a guarantee, chips fall where they fall. It could still be your fault. You didn't fly or you didn't promote it. You yeah. whatever. You just picked the wrong bands. Hey, man, all I got is 30 bucks for you. Oh, that sucks. Hey, man, there were seven people here. Yep. That's what it is. But if you're a DIY promoter at a DIY venue with a band with guarantee or a couple bands with guarantees and things don't go your way and you don't have the money, well, man, you kind of, you gave that promissory note. You said, you said you were going to have this. A lot of bands will be cool and go, yo, we understand. Yeah. They feel some onus on them. Like, yo, we're playing Timbuktu and we only drew 15 people. We know. But there's also, you said you were going to get us 350 bucks, man. Right. What's the deal? You got that 350 bucks? And when it goes back to that building a scene conversation, you're building a scene in a weird secondary, third tertiary place. Count on a couple losses. Count on some losses. Make sure you got that 350 bucks in your pocket. Right. And just so I'm clear, I mean, we still do get booked on DIY shows. I am just, I've just seen too much to say the answer uh, to any region is let's do DIY shows because I know for a fact that sometimes finding that reliable uh, promoter is nearly impossible. And a lot of times those DIY people that are, you know, dependable become the, uh, yeah, the become pro. pro uh, almost, <laughs> you know I, I mean, mean, in my experience, almost always. Yeah. Think about Long Island. Think about, you know, different places. Yeah, it's almost kind of always. like, oh, you're so good at this. Yeah. You, that you've made bigger people are taking notice yeah. and they're like, come on over. Right. And you know what? Which for, is fine. For those of you that are super punk, maybe you got opinions about that. Uh, you, know. you can bring your punk ethics and yeah. kind of 
It's hard. Not lose it's, money. It's hard when you're working for Live Nation, but 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 I know a lot of people that do, and they, a lot of people do. You know, um, they keep it but real. then it becomes about like curating, like you know, like Live Nation gives me X amount of money, and I've decided to bring in this band that I think might do okay, but it's like I want to support them and all that, and that's cool. <laughs> um, but yeah, so uh, middle of the country is still fucking hella rough for us. I think it's uh, for it, most. Yeah, maybe I don't know. Uh, it, it, except in Chicago, where we had a great time and always do. Um, I'm trying to think of what else I saw. Uh, people came up to me, talked about the podcast a lot. Uh, Positively, I hope. Yeah, yeah, Anyone yeah. Anyone step to you? Well, no, but pe- people, uh, multiple people take notes on what we're wrong about. Oh, yeah, that's great. They people write enjoy it, that. They write it down. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, Just FYI, there is next to zero preparation for this. Oh, yeah. You just happen to be listening to three uh, friends talk about some shit. Yeah. Yeah, for the most part, it's not fair I'm to not say, to say that because Bob does a lot. Yeah, but I'm and, saying like we're not we, like with the conversation that we talk about. Certain you can tell the episodes where there's 1992. We've been working on that, right? But if we're just having like a off the cuff conversation yeah, today, if yeah. I go like <laughs> fucking you know set it off came out on fucking Epitaph and I forgot it was on Roadrunner. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. Don't, you, don't, you don't. Sorry, need man. That shit. But yeah. uh, people, I know it was on Roadrunner. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Please don't at me. And so, a lot of times we'll self-correct ourselves afterwards, and yeah. we're like, "Oh shit!" Right, uh, yeah. People, here's what I find fascinating: there's multiple worlds within our world, yes. and people often only have access to one, right? So, like, when I was dealing with the neck tattoo guys in Atlanta, they were like, "Yo, why do you guys talk about shit like not wearing your shirt?" or wearing your shirt they're like that's not real you know what i mean like that's some not, people it is that's not a thing that right and then you then i have the other experience where you know what i mean where like, people why are you talking about beat down hardcore. right 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 so like i find that personally really fascinating and to be honest that's a great thing about this podcast is I, by virtue of the fact that we talk about a lot of shit i have to know about multiple fucking things but like it it is really interesting like meeting the people that listen to the podcast that uh you know, like they're from a region, they have a lane, they know what they like, and also they have their own ideology or politics. Mm-hmm. And when we talk about like, oh yeah, this thing is bubbling up right now, they're like, I've never motherfucking heard of that, you know? <laughs> right, and it works both ways. Yeah, that's sure. cool. Like you can get at us for like not talking about your particular city. Yeah, oh, yeah. But like, dude, I'm from Brooklyn. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I Sorry, know as similar. much as I know. Yeah, I'm not gonna know everything. Yeah. There's no disrespect. It's just sometimes for me, I willfully don't know some shit. But you know, sure, sure, sure. But I mean, it's, there's no, you know, I don't know about or we don't know about every single thing. Bob might. He's no. close. Bob knows most. It's close. But I mean, you know what? Like, I know what I know. Just relax, everyone. We love. Let's you. have fun. We love you. This is so. You fun. guys are feeling attacked. What happened? You got no. You got the emails. Attacked. The emails got you. The emails are a little. <laughs> and, oh much. <laughs> yeah, we love you. We, we do. like the feedback. If you we got, don't like you, but we love you. <laughs> yeah. Now, if you got if you got feedback, remember, we're all just people. We're all just humans. What happened in these fucking emails? We got oh, nothing. If That's you got cool. feedback, write it down and uh, then shove it up your ass. Oh wow! All right. <laughs> so so, so no, I got I got I got to check out the emails. Uh, so, so, don't worry, we're getting hungry. The the orders in. We okay, got it's right. coming delivery. So, so uh, but I mean, like you know what? My whole thing is like I I read them after Bob has already probably dealt with them. Yeah. But I kind of go like, yo, it's not that deep, man. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm sitting in a fucking stinking room for nine hours talking about hardcore yeah. and you're gonna be like you know this one time you said that you know what temperature check how is it in here right it's, now it's a little it's, getting, it's, it's getting a little gamey it's getting balmy but you know what though like the way I look at it in terms of bands in terms of zines scenes whatever the fuck if you can do better 
have at it. Yeah, you know what? I'm gonna say, yeah, we the voice for the people. You're known as the nice guy, though. You're not gonna. You're known as the nice. Go for it. Oh no. Go for it. That's the whole thing. Like Tom, you, you're Tom, the bad guy. Tom's challenging now. <laughs> he'll turn. He'll turn. This is oh, me. Shit. Like I'm gonna hit you with a chair. Does that mean I gotta turn. go face now? You might have to go face. Oh, but you fine. know what I'm saying? Like if you can do better, please. Have do I do it. an about face from saying I've got screwdriver on my hard drive right now and just now say, you only listen to um, anti-racist bands? Okay. I mean, I got plenty of those on my fucking. Of course. Too. Um, okay. But hey, you know we're doing our best. Um, it's great. Do better. So. <laughs> I don't know what's happening. What do we got? Oh, NWO. Hollywood uh, New World Order. Hollywood Tom Sheehan hey, in the building. I just dyed my fucking beard black. <laughs> Heel turn. So it's just kind of like, oh man, like we all got our own fucking life shit. And like, you're going to call us on some nonsense? You got to not read the email because I have no idea what you're talking about right now. Like, I feel. Oh, I mean, they're not even that bad, but just like, I would like to point out that you guys said in episode 17, like, yo. <laughs> You know what I mean? Like, but there's you know, times that I've worked a 10-hour day, and I've come to this fucking rank-ass place, and we're talking about fucking hardcore. If you don't like it, do it better. Hold on. If you can do a better got, band, go and fucking do it. I got a different perspective. So, you, you know about, like, uh, uh, like uh, webcams, like nude people on webcams? I don't know what you're talking about. not. Okay. So, so... <laughs> In, so, there's nude people in wedding pants. Apparently, people show their butthole. I don't, yeah, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's, there's butthole cams and stuff like that. So, Ew. So, so here's the deal, though. Butthole cams. Butthole pleasures. So, so here's the Alligator deal. Alligator fuckhouse. Most of the people say, hey, no abusive language allowed. Is that another Hollywood Hulk Hogan? No, this is Val Venus. I don't know Val Venus. He's a porn star. In- oh. Oh, is he a wrestler? Yeah. Was. Okay. 90s. Oh, he's good looking good. So, you got, you, wow, you recognize that? I liked wrestling in the 90s okay, a lot. Okay, all right. Yeah. So, uh, where were we at? What the fuck were we talking about? Cam girls. Oh, cam girls. <laughs> it went from me fucking grinding so, an axe but to he, But here's my thing. There's there's cam people that make a point of saying, hey, no abusive language. Like, I'm just going to kick you out of the fucking chat if you're saying something rude, whatever, right? Like, I personally would go the other way where I'd say like, yo. Let's get dirty. For the money, you can call me any th- fucking thing in the world. That's kind of how I feel. If you are a Patreon subscriber and you want to hit us with an email <coughs> that says you idiots are wrong all the time, I'll eat that email and send back a smiley face. So I want to say thank you to everyone who's supporting us with the Patreon. <laughs> yes, thank you very much. <laughs> you guys are great. Um, and uh, if and you this like is like this 99% content. of the people do not do this. No, no I know, no. I know. But that's why we just got hit with a couple. You know what? It's funny. Um, maybe we're going to do an online class, a webinar for everyone on how to <laughs> check your tone on emails and correspondence. It can work over text messages you too. Know what, you yeah. know what? Though? Enthusiasm gets you a long way. Yeah. Um, couching stuff with some positive positions really helps you. Like sometimes you can I read these things, I get so no, stoked. But I was just going to say that actually your online tone is is. Uh, to me, to, no, to me, it's confrontational because uh-huh. it, it seems it. Because whenever <laughs> I have a, I have a trigger. Whenever somebody responds to me with a question mark, like, like, so, like, let's say I ask oh. you, like, a, like a question. Axe to grind. Like, let's say I ask Axe to grind a question, uh-huh. and you respond with maybe question mark or no question mark when, when you mean it as declarative you mean it as, you mean it, like you're like checking me you mean it as like, oh you're taking it like that I'm like maybe I, yeah I you, know I you know, know you are yeah. but like I have a thing okay so weird I'm sure I've talked about this when old men shake their head at me I want to knock their fucking heads off I get so mad because it's what my dad does like my a dismissive da- oh my god if I'm in traffic and somebody shakes their head at me I'd is prefer- this head shaking bullshit tied to your father it is oh 100%, 100%. like in like um, so not I, to you or just you like you can't be like 
I pref- is it like a commiserating head shaking or like a fuck you with your neck tattoo head shaking? No, like a like a I'm shaking my head because you nearly hit me at the gas station pump and I'm disapproving shaking my head. It reminds me of my father. Disappointment so, and like uh, you just aren't you're not up to snuff. I'd prefer you wave a gun at me because that's how fucking much I hate. You've a head heard shake. it out there, people. <laughs> wave guns at Patrick. Kimmel. That's how much I hate a head shake. So my point is that the that, question mark triggers you. The question mark triggers me even though i know you i know yeah, you your know tone but like i that's so like when we talk about tone you just I, spend too much time in text with me where i am very confrontational in tone which is <laughs> is a true. And then you get guy. like the five minutes of, hey i'm sorry i haven't eaten yet today <laughs> yeah. like, well because i'm like man these motherfuckers i i just am all out right away i don't want you know and and it's different than everyone like there so. was some dude on twitter that i saw bob interacting with that was kind of like questioning bob's like knowledge oh i hit him with a and serious. i was like yo fuck you man you like, know what though you don't know about no, fucking no, this no. bullshit that guy, and bob that was guy like was, boom that guy was funny though because then he was like, "All right, sure." Yeah, yeah. He was like, "I just wanted to see if you if you'd get into it." You know what I mean? No, like, well, and you know what? Um, Bob so was we like, get, I know what track eight is off this fucking weird comp <laughs> on Burger Record, whatever the yeah. fuck it was, and it was like, dude, like you're not gonna win. Yeah, you're no, not gonna win. But no, but you know what it is? Is that it's when it's language is amazing. I wish everyone yes. would think about it like this. We could say international hardcore, and that means so much to people. Are like, oh, you guys don't talk about European hardcore enough, and I'm like. What European hardcore are you talking about? What do you want? You know, like my version is different than yours version yeah. is different than that version. And like we the person liar. in question, the yeah, I know eight thousand. We, we talk, talk about, about fucking sportswear. We, we talk, talk about the flex. Yeah, we I, talk about arms race. I'll, I'll say I'll say this though. I could actually, if anybody cares to educate me on South American hardcore, oh, I, okay. I'll listen yeah. because when I was a kid, the South American hardcore that MRR and Heart Attack were pumping was bad. And I don't care what anybody says; it was bad. And uh, uh, there's I some. Be, there's uh, you know what? My feeling is the same. Mm-hmm. There's a couple standouts. Okay. Um, but there's not a lot. Like what is the Rados de? Um, de Porao. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's the only and one I know. That's the one that is the standout to me. But there was a lot of it that was felt strangely like. Uh, speculatory, like the way somebody would be like, come look at this monkey in the zoo. And, yo, I feel fucking that, that, weird that, when that, that is. That was MRR's deal. Yeah, you know what I mean? and that's that a way a lot of people are like, I like this because it's a thing and it's so weird yeah, that it's a yeah. thing there. It's like, look, yo, that's he's weird. singing in Spanish and it's yeah, like, yo, dude, I'm going to need more from you here. Miss me with that. Yeah, yeah, it's going to so, have to be good. You know, like some people will be like, oh, talk to me about Australian hardcore. My closest interactions with Australian hardcore, let's see, Miles Away, 50 Lions, some of the more modern stuff. But there's newer stuff than that. And I'm like, yeah, I just haven't gleaned it. And there's older stuff that when I was 17, really digging into it. Uh, If you want to talk to me about the Exclaim demo, I'll talk to you about that uh, all day. And there was a... Toe-to-toe. No, That's an old There was, there was like yeah. a power violence uh, Australia band that wasn't bad from like oh, maybe... Oh, more like five seven or six years ago. ago. I was going to oh, say. Yeah. It's really uh, good. But uh, it, it's few and far between. It, excruciation or something? Like what, what yeah, is that? that sounds right. Um, but there's a few... But, but that's the thing is that a lot of things... What you said earlier was interesting and it's something I hope everyone acknowledges young and old is that Whoa. you might know one world and you might know two worlds and you might know four, be aware there's an existence of 20 or 30 or fucking 40. And there are micro scenes and this and that. And you can try to be versed in all of them. I don't know that I've ever tried to. I've tried to be aware. More than being aware, I've tried to acknowledge like, yeah, shit exists that I don't know about. 
Mm. That's your first step to to normal humandom is to realize like, oh yeah, there's a lot of shit that doesn't exist that I don't that does exist it's, that it's I just don't off know. My fucking yeah. radar, sure. And that's okay. And some of it you hear and go, eh, nah. Some of it you hear and you go, oh. Oh shit! That tickles me. Let me let me explore. I mean, also we should just be honest. When people advocate for their local scenes, you're often advocating for things that you have an affection for because you saw, but objectively are uh, unimpressive. You know what I mean? So that's the thing to remember. Like, it doesn't mean that you're wrong to enjoy your your middle of the road nonsense. It just means that like it's your Yo, middle Lee, of the road it's nonsense. It's been a very dark episode. This it is a, it's, it? It, no, you got some things out. I was felt like it was <laughs> clear. Yo, I, I think lean into some of that, but acknowledge like. I've said it before. I could talk about these bands that I'm super passionate about, that I love. I know they don't mean a goddamn pickle to anyone else, yeah. and that's okay. That's and I good. like the, the when it is like, hey man, you don't talk enough about this. Hip us to some stuff, and people do. Yeah, people send do, us people links, do and love that's it. fucking fantastic. That's exactly mm. what we want this to be. It's not supposed to be like some fun, like I can name you some fucking Brooklyn bands that I saw when I was 16 <laughs> that you would have no fucking idea about, and but they mean you. yeah. And I don't go like. You didn't talk about fucking dark side and confusion when you talked about like okay. You see, you guys gotta get out of the emails and deal with the people in the real world. Because well, <laughs> so, the people man goes on tour once. Yeah, seriously, the, that's a couple of push-ups. The, Motherfucker, the, I'm working at a goddamn. The people in the streets. You better be careful. Tom's getting hot. You're going out the window. <laughs> I'm flip a table, man. The, the, I will fucking. The people in the, sh- the streets love us. You know what I mean? I know. I, I, oh yeah, yeah. No, it's I more got, positive it's than love, not. Man. But it's, it's like, yo, yeah, oh, dude, um, it's all love. But all right, we got anything else we want to talk about? Oh fuck yeah, we, we got, got a lot to talk about. Um, We're talking until pizza gets here, and then pizza. We still got some time for pizza. Um. All right, uh, Tom, can you explain? Oh, wait. <laughs> you're going to explain something in one minute. But yeah. you said there was uh, one standout artist that your band enjoyed street sex. Yeah, I, so I, I hate this name a whole lot. Like, I really just don't like this name, right? It's street sex. It's spelled S E C T S? Yes, correct. Like sect. Yeah, yes. Um, but it's, I don't know if Another it's. Another Chris Callahan I, band? I don't know if it's meant to be said sex because street sex, there's no way to say it. Sects. Right, it's, it's still sex. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, <clears throat> It's uh, Avenue Bang. Uh, I mean, actually, to be honest, all of our openers were ranged from like uh, very, very strange and off-putting in a fun way to uh, off to like uh, off-putting in a like uh, drive the audience away sort of. So, actually, is this what you've been told because you didn't actually watch any of them? Or? Uh, so, fun fact. I don't watch anything, but I do. I do listen to everything through the hallway door. And did you bring Tom and me shirts? I did not. Yeah, I, I did not. And um, I almost, I almost messaged Benny. You should have. Yeah. Um, much better. We talked about that. Yeah. Yeah. No. I know. Like it's, six, it's, when you it's, first it's, posted it, like recurring five themes. months ago. You do know I'm a busy guy. Go on. Are you guys busy are you, guy? Are you? Are you? Do you consider yourselves the leader of the fringe scene? Works a half an hour. A day oh, you know what? Busy. I, I'll be honest. I, if we're not, I don't. I'd like to see who is. You yeah. know what I mean? Um, we are. Oh, this is fascinating. <laughs> I got asked. His, his definition of fascinating is pretty cool. I, it's any, anything, anything having to do with me. Uh, Here's uh, just fascinating. Someone any, talk to me. Anyone who likes the Patrick content, there was a podcast called Self Obsessed. Yes. Where it was just him talking for 30 minutes, which I believe when I spoke to him after not talking for a while, I was like, I listened. It was cool. I feel weird listening to it because you're my friend. So I can't have a 30-minute conversation where you just talk at me. It was weird. Yeah, and no. he, he said, oh, I understand. Yeah. Well, it was weird seeing him play after doing the podcast for all that long. Was it? Yeah, it was a little weird. Yeah? Yeah, because I've known you for 20 years probably But you've now at this seen point. my band 11 times. No, more than that. Yeah? Yeah, but okay. 
But it's just weird because I don't know, maybe not. He's supportive. I, I, I supported really you. Yeah, I always nice. liked your band. You, you are very supportive. That's yeah. true. I like your band. Yeah. Um, bands. Uh, it was just weird though. It's kind of like watching, like even listening to wrestling cinema. Mm-hmm. It's like it's kind of weird because this is like my band with a different singer, yeah, yeah, which yeah. I've experienced way too often, yeah, more yeah, than yeah, I'd yeah, like to admit. Have, yeah. um, but it's, it was kind of weird, but like, oh look, that's Patrick, and it's like it was like a different Patrick. Mm. You were waiting for him to start t- talking to you on the stage, like no, but he was very like effusive. It was a different kind of guy. You were really funny. You were murdering it. <laughs> Not funny. Laughing. Very different than uh, usual. <laughs> no, 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 no. But like, I feel like you were very like, you guys keep coming back, and I don't get any better. And it was like very. It was oh, really funny. Deprecating. You had the to. crowd. I, I mean, palm in your hand. It, 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 it goes one way or the other. But yes. but but, but uh, he did not mention the podcast once. He's used this podcast to promote his bands <laughs> so many fucking times. Dude did not be like, yo, check us out on Instagram. Never. And I said that was part of the fucking deal. He played for fucking 40 minutes, didn't mention it once, kept his goddamn shirt on, looked at me, but didn't say anything. Uh, I want to thank everybody for joining us on Axe Grind. Please check Tom and I's new podcast. <laughs> we like uh, hardcore. Look, I, cash, cash money. I've got people asking me about keeping my shirt on, which is bizarre, but I have had... If you is must, that why you're recording the shirt? If you must know... I had an armpit rash that made me insecure. So yeah. for people at home, that was a good look that you kept your shirt on. I thought it was like in response to you nah, know, people in giving response you shit. in response to armpit rash. As as you armpit as rash. you guys might not know, if you prick him, he will bleed. If you rash him, he will it's be true. insecure. It's true. We're a rash guard. Um, so, uh, what, what the fuck are we talking about? This is fascinating. You've been told. fascinating. I was asked. I'm doing press for the record yes. that comes out in a week and a half. Um, that uh, if you don't do, mention fucking Instagram in one of these goddamn do interviews. you think of yourself as a role model now which means that I'm officially so fucking old yeah. that people like how bizarre a question is that we're doing Charles we're, this shirt is gonna be the Charles Barkley I'm not a role model with you your face just photoshopped but we're not gonna use the photos from that Charles Barkley ad that one it's gonna be the Charles Barkley ad campaign where he's fighting Godzilla no let's make it really confusing and do it the little penny oh uh, yeah there we go. So, <laughs> if, so, we, if we're doing that I want the Allard and Iris in practice oh, we're talking yeah, about we fucking that, practice because right, that's what it. I feel like I just had my you did you got like, your I, yeah, research you got I know. we're talking about fucking research I know that was so, good so does that mean that I'm a daddy finally? Is that what's going on? No, but you might be soon. I, oh, no, no, I hope not. But I got this gray hair. Is it like it's I just sharp. I just thought it was such like an interesting question because like you know I, I'm still touring, playing in front of a hundred people. It's not How much like, better. Would Happy Daddy's Day be? It'd be a much better holiday. Just very sexual. Oh, yeah. sure, you know what I mean? Sure. Oh, All right. God, yeah. So on the new shit. A role um, Tom. Yes. Can you explain Alex Leahy? An artist who I'm seeing a lot of talk about, but have no familiarity. Patrick, I feel like I was early familiarity? in on No, I made the same mistake uh, that I think you did, where yes. I just thought this was a dude with a guitar. Billy Holiday. Oh, I love him. Yeah, right. That sort of thing. <laughs> that sort of thing. I, I have no familiarity with this. This this is a young woman with a guitar, then. Correct. Okay. Well, the funny thing was, when I first heard the name, I confused her. There was a famous like soccer player mm. named Alex uh, uh, Leahy. Wasn't no, it? Um, Alexi... Uh, that's uh, a, uh, Lawless, Alexi Lawless. But that's a that's very different name. name. <laughs> but he was also in a band. Oh, is that right? So when I saw the name, I automatically assumed Alexi that Lawless. Yo, that's the name of our new podcast. Yeah. So <laughs> soccer, hardcore, adjacent material. And I ended up seeing. I had known nothing about soccer. No, um, really. Same. We're good. Let's go. I've been to a Red Bulls game or three. Yeah. Um, so then I checked out her record, and it's really fantastic. Um, it's you know it's it's a 
poppy rock kind of punk record. Kind of dark um, lyrically. Uh, really, really catchy. I'm a sucker for a catchy chorus, and mm-hmm. she writes a ton of them. Um, and I just saw her. Where was that? that was... Brooklyn Steel. Oh, big oh, one. Okay. Opening for Jimmy at World. Oh, okay. Killed oh, right, it. Right. Killed. And her next show is she's playing Bowery Ballroom. So I think she's kind of Leveling moving up. up the. Th- you know, it's a really catchy, catchy record. So here's my question: yeah. Is Jimmy at World a band now that bands can go out with? Yes. Who their fans will like check it out. Absolutely. Like, yeah. Oh, check it out. I don't know. That's but my question. There was like they're I not mean, Slayer. You know what I mean? Like, no, 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 no. no. And she, Alice he actually made a point to be like, it's so cool to be out with Jimmy World because like their fans actually just like music. Yeah. Okay. And I think to go see them now, they've kind of lost like the hey, I like the middle. Yeah, uh, like, yeah, yeah. So it's like. I mean, they sold out two nights of fucking, but you it's, know. But it's fans. It's fans. It, that they, like the band. Like, right. like, and there might have been people who migrated in through the hits. Sure. But they have, have clinged on and are like, no, I'm Right. I'm I mean, they sold out that place. It's like 2,000 cap, two nights in a row. It's a big room, yeah. On like a Wednesday and a Thursday. Right. You know what I mean? Um, Which is down from stadiums, but still hella impressive. Yes, yeah. I absolutely. mean, they still draw and they still, you know. Um, but yeah, I mean, she did really, really well. People seem to really, really enjoy it. You know, it's it's really catchy. I highly recommend checking out the so record called "I Love You Like a Brother." I love you like a brother. That's the one to check out too. You That's her LP. It's but a very good name. I agree. It's a love song to her brother. Oh, really? She has a twin brother. Oh, that's interesting. And it's whole like you know, oh, you don't like sports. I don't like dresses. Mm. Our parents got the message. It's like really, it's really clever and fun. Uh, oh, good lyrics though. Yeah. Actually, oh, quick okay. aside, I just want to say that the original singer for Silkworm, uh, it, it everybody should look this up. He pops up. I think his name is R.L. Phelps. He, he pops up every once in a while with like a band and will do a tour and then disappear again into the Pacific Northwest or wherever the fuck he is. But there's this uh, video uh, of him performing a song for his sister who uh, died. And it is the most upsetting thing I've ever seen. Because just imagine a guy with a guitar playing <laughs> with a very bad voice mm-hmm. that is... It's like an endurance test to make it through the entire song. Really, and I and I urge everybody to check it out. Broken about it. Oh my god! Like like it's it's rare that somebody can lyrics can can um, convey sadness. Yes. But but it's rare that a performance can telegraph it perfectly to you. And uh, having it actualized in a performance setting. Yeah, is really yeah, yeah. Something. So listen to that, and then listen to Alex Leahy yeah, afterwards. There you go. And it's it's really catchy. I really enjoy it. Okay. Uh, what, what else, else we, we got? got? Speaking about videos of guys from the West Coast, are we going to talk about that? Yes. What? Oh my goodness! Is that, was that next on the uh, next on the old queue? Oh, it's next, kind of. I'm going to swing that onto the bottom. I'm going to I'm going to play good cop. You want? Okay. You want to play good bad cop? I didn't watch the video, but I, I watched. You can a play bad bit cop. of it. Yeah. Play bad cop. Count catastrophic, aka Isaac from X Chorus X. Uh, New Age Records, but the logo's wacky, so I don't know if there's some weird distancing from the actual New Age re- hardcore records. Um, Is Count this Catastrophic out video. On New- I, that's what the that's what the video looked like. It wow. showed a New Age Records logo. Um, Count Catastrophic. Played? It's a hip hop rap. Project. It's a, uh, okay, this doesn't sound like good cop. It's well, a, you're, it's this a, is you're not going into the bit yet. It's a We're middle age breakdown, but go on. Okay, so it's a yeah, it's. The video's out there. I don't know what the name of it is. I sent it over to the chat. Let's find it. Um, but good cop is Patrick. Bad cop is Tom. Count catastrophic. Is this cool? Uh, I'm. <laughs> there you go. Thank you. Good night. <laughs> You're too embedded in the system. I'll be honest. I, I, he's he's right. I can't debate it. Go but, good but, cop. But, Come okay, on. Good cop. Good cop. In the um, bed. I think it is. Uh, 
commendable and perhaps aspirational that a man of Isaac's uh, age, uh, who is uh, over 40, is uh, still um, expanding his musical horizons, in this case to include uh, hip-hop. And to that I say, shut the fuck <laughs> up. <laughs> I think that uh, I'm excited for him to continue <laughs> to express himself. Uh, you can't even see with a straight face, you fuck. <laughs> uh, look. Do you need me to be a good cop? No, no, no. He's I, struggling, man. <laughs> you can't Here. be a fucking, I mean. All right, I will be, I'll be good cop and you both can be bad cop. Ready? Okay, this sucks a dick. Good cop. Look. We talk about this all the time. This dude's expanding his horizons. That's what he's he trying said. to be. He started laughing as he I said was in it. the other room trying getting ready for vegan pizza delivery. Um, he's expanding his horizons. He's trying things that we have looked at other artists and gone, oh, that's cool. They're brave. They're trying new things. We're talking about this with SoundCloud rap. How is this different than when the dude from uh, Tiger's Jaw went and did Wikifix? Because he's like five years away from retirement. Doesn't matter. We're, we're getting really weird about age on this show. That sucks. Uh, I'm gonna. I mean, it's, there's a thing. Such a thing is called being like like aging gracefully. It just feels weird. I don't okay, know. I'm. Okay, I see both sides. However, no, you're gonna be a fucking bad cop. Come okay, on, this, is aging, this is Go aging. This is This is aging disgracefully, and is. Uh, not I think that's just subjective. I think perhaps what he's doing has a larger audience than we think. And if we're going to go on numbers, which we often do, mm. this kind of stuff does hella better numbers than any of the guitar music we fucking blow up all the time. Uh, that's fair. Can't wait to see the streams. That's fair. I would say this that's would cool. be... I'm going to look it up right up now and see how many people have watched this on YouTube. It's brand new, so we're not going to... No, no, no. I would, I would say this would be akin... <laughs> I like bad cough times. So Madball put up like a video like two days ago, I, like 15,000 people watched it. Right? Okay. I'm going to so. say that this would be akin to uh, your corrections officer uncle starting a dubstep act. Is that Rick uh, Ross? It, Rick Ross music. It, it, yeah, it, is that bad though? Like, are you going to be mad at him? He's just trying to express You know himself. what? Um, I'm not mad at him and I'm happy for any success that he has. That said, I don't think the world nor myself nor the bandwidth of the World Wide Web uh, asked for this nor needs it. Count Catastrophic probably is bigger than all those things you're talking about. I mean, th- are they asking for it? But who's asking for new music anyways? Well, that's a good point. You know what I mean? Like, maybe we got enough. But maybe, just maybe, Count Catastrophic's that new shit that we're all waiting for. That's me. Um, You know, like, I think maybe he's trying stuff that's, you know, breaking new ground. (laughs) As he did in Amendment 18, as he did in Chorus. (laughs) Okay. He is breaking ground. Now I feel like we've definitely lost the plot. So, 747 views. Which, and scale, let's go. Not bad. Yeah, scale, he's probably, I mean, that's Four thumbs up. Three thumbs down, which is not a good ratio. It's better than I expected. Okay. <laughs> Official video from Made the Devil Do It from the multi-platinum selling debut. This sounds like a psychotic break. Uh, selling debut album by Count Catastrophic. Multi-platinum? Oh, it's just Lion. He's just Lion. Yeah, starring okay. Michael Gavin Hartsfield. Oh, wow. Oh, okay. Directed by Isaac Galoob and Evan Jacobs' New Age Records. Okay, so this is 44-year-old men having a good time with a camcorder. I don't give a fuck. This is fine. It could be a lot worse, right? <laughs> exactly. You know what I mean? Like, could it? I mean, yeah. wait till. Yo, I'm from Brooklyn and I grew up on this rap, and I'm not. Not going this to, rap. No. no. Uh, I, I'm going to say that, the, look, when you have a steady income and you just want to do some goofy shit. Yeah, I mean, what's not to like? <laughs> I mean, I like fucking whoop, whoop like the rest. I like that next guy. 
out. I mean, dude, you were in chorus. Man. I take it all back. That's too good. <laughs> well, now you got a new opener when you go to California. I mean, if he doesn't split my fucking skull open for fucking talking like this, I'm I'm gonna say that. Uh, if, if, if 45 year old men want to break out the fucking camcorder and have a good time I'm not mad you know what I mean I'm not mad yeah but you gotta have some kind of mm. like nah because does look. he like see is it like does he see himself as a 45 year old gentleman with a you know uh, what I mean uh, look the, like there, is it like a little tongue in cheek okay if I'm gonna speculate I would hope so uh, I don't. Okay, so the, my last thing we talked about it on the podcast when he, this gentleman Isaac, explained that he had a couple years of struggle, right? Yeah, of course. And I don't feel out of pocket talking like that because everybody struggles in this life, and it's cool when you can admit it. Yeah. And sure. So I, um, I do get disappointed when you walk in without pizza every time, though. It's over there. I, oh, it's here. I'm not shitting on. Him. I'm not shitting on him if he's. Uh, look, I got a friend that I've done music with. Because he seemed like he was in a low place, and I was hoping that music would uh, keep him from. I remember you do a podcast with a guy that has depression, <laughs> as you said, and, and told everyone, "Simple <laughs> motherfucker." Yeah, you do things sometimes. You, you keep people engaged because being engaged with uh, a creative endeavor keeps them from uh, being on a bridge. You sure, know what I mean? absolutely. And if this is uh, Hartsfeld uh, reaching out to a, an old friend I, and yeah. saying, "Hey, brother, let, let, let's put a video to that because it's going to be fun," and you're doing some shit with your friend of fucking thirty years. And uh, sure. it keeps him from a ledge. God bless. Here's yeah. your best good cop. Why weren't you there? Yeah, well, yeah. Took you good. that was well done. Yeah, you know, no um, disrespect. Do we, you know, do no, you know what? You feel Expression happy. is good. Quality is yeah. bad. But keep going. If this is what you're passionate about, fucking do it. Fine. Yeah. All right. Um, what else we got? Uh, two. Let's just do two quick ones. I went to a show last night in New Jersey. Full speed. <laughs> Clap for going to the show, huh? Ah, yeah, supporting the scene. Fun. Yeah, no. Asbury Park Brewery. Yeah. Not me. Um, yeah, you were at a show last night. It's just in, I was. It was just one I was supporting. I mean, you weren't at it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you supported yourself. Um, full speed ahead. Stag party uh, at the Asbury Park Brewery. Mm-hmm. Full speed ahead are basically local legends at the shore in New Jersey. They were awesome. Great vibe. Really cool. Mixed room, some young, some old. It was cool. Stag parties, new records, great. They're my friends, so biases are there. Yeah, but uh, we talked about it on the new new music. We did go listen to that if you didn't. Yeah, um, but full speed ahead. Have you ever even heard them? No. Yes. Yeah. You, you yeah, know, of you're mm-hmm. familiar. Absolutely. Um, they're great. I don't know if I, they're fast punk, hardcore, kind of in the Black Flag mm-hmm. kind of meets late '80s vein, mm-hmm. and. Um, yeah, it's great. But what they made me think of is all the conversations we have about local phenomenon yeah. and how that works. So, what's our feelings? Are local phenomenon bands great? Great. Yeah. Great. Absolutely. Yeah, we're all in. Yeah. Great. I used to hate them. I, I used to think that they were like, like, like okay, because Albany had like a a, 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 a dearth a, or a, a oh, and a I lot. had a great One King Down story last night that we're gonna share at some point. Okay. Soon. Oh, but they toured. I'm talking about yeah. like it's Al- a tour story. For okay, because Albany had. Yeah. Albany had three that I can think of acts that saw no um, outside the five one eight area code saw no purpose to touring. Like maybe tried it once and said, "If we can bring out three hundred people, are we talking Section home? Eight, Section Eight, politics of contraband." Uh, no, that's Clay different. people. That's different straight scene. jacket. Uh, you're go- uh, straight jacket certainly. Straight okay. straight jacket. I don't know if they ever toured. Haven't uh, heard. Uh, What's the band with the Down Foundation? Certainly, and oh, okay. certainly. Uh, Endicott. Yeah. yeah. So Endicott used to bring out big crowds. Big. Yeah. Yeah. And Down Foundation was that? 
Uh, that was Tony, if you remember Tony. Yeah, of course, of course. Uh, uh, what was Don the band Naylor? that sounded like you said today? Um, uh, in This Together? Was there a band called mm, In This Together? I feel like we played QE2 with Warzone and this band. and it, Like, the dude did the best Ray Capital. Oh, no, I don't know. Similar. I don't know. It might have been In This um, Together. The, uh, after Down Foundation was Once and For All. Uh, okay. And... Uh, all of those bands decided to stay home more than uh, right. more than travel, and they brought out people. People had fun at their shows. As a result, there's kind of no legacy, but not everybody's doing everything for a legacy, no. and that's fine. Um, I think most people don't do anything for a legacy. It just so happens. It just happens that way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I but, mean, you didn't think of any. You know what I mean? Like, no, I but but I will say that I am always amazed when I look at like because I spend too much time on discogs, and mm-hmm. when I find somebody. Who has one credit? I'm always amazed. I'm because that to me is so outside like, of the way that I've lived. Like, yeah, the, the idea. I mean, there's a happy medium between the one credit and you with the 700. Right, sure. but I mean, yeah, like you only did that once. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was it. That was good enough for you, right? Because really, it's very fulfilling. But that's yeah. the thing. So for some people, it's just yeah, one and done. I feel good. I mean, I you get know, the whole weird. like hometown advantage. It's like, all right, I can play in front of 400 kids that are losing their minds and again. Drive for four hours and play in front of twenty kids. I'll stay in a four hundred. I don't. Yeah. I, that totally makes sense to me. Yeah. But to kind of be like, we recorded this record and like I get my my friends listen to it and like it. Like and then that's it. Right. And then gone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That blows my mind. Yeah, uh, same. Yeah. Uh, but I I do think that uh, as much as I used to hate it, I now have an appreciation yeah. for, for local shit and uh, do think it's cool when it is good. Yes. Uh, and that's kind of the. It's kind of the... Just, and local mm. phenomenon can go from it's really good objectively, but they just didn't do the work to get out there. Yep. And it can also be very often... Time, place kind of thing. Eh, this isn't very good, but man, people used to go crazy. Yep. Or locally, there's a lot of nostalgia and feeling for it. So when they play, it's still cool, even though you might not go catch yourself listening sure. to it very mm-hmm. often. So both are cool. Yeah. Uh, Full Speed Ahead, I think, falls into the objectively good category. Mm-hmm. And uh, we'll talk about it. Asbury Park, that, that brewery that Swank is doing there's shows at is really fucking cool. Yeah, there's a bunch He's of got people. the first uh, Street Rats, Beach Rats. Beach Rats. Beach Rats Up show. against the Blind Justice record release. Same fucking day. Same day. That bad move. That Stupid. Could, worst move. Could have so planned better. Whose fault is that? Uh, a lot of parties. That and sucks. it's not good. It's really bad. Yo, promote, Straight up bad. Pr- promoters yeah. hate talking to each other. I forgot. It on was this, so bad. On this tour, we played a, sh- we played a show That's that a was opposite three shows that had similar draws. Is that bad? And, and, and no, it, it was an East Coast show. But it, it was... It was uh, I try never to go in on a promoter because yeah. they're doing me a favor ultimately. Sure. Yep. It, a lot of these places... Like some places were doing fine business and, yeah. and it, you, it's a mutual relationship. Other places, you are taking a risk on me. And I appreciate you very much. So I never go. I never go in on a promoter. But uh, I will say I do find it crazy that there's not more communication between local promoters. And these are yeah. This was bad because if they figured out earlier a way to merge these two events, yeah. it could have been really big. Because it's Blind Justice. It's DTN Blind Justice. Uh, it's been Get a Grip from Arizona. A few other, a couple combust. Mind Force and Combust. Yeah, it's a good show. Good show. And that's in Brick. And it's in Brick, which is the for capital, our listeners, the capital of hardcore. Forty minutes, <laughs> the capital of hardcore. Sure, <laughs> prove me in wrong. In New Jersey, <laughs> no, or in general, prove me wrong. Um, but anyways, um, if you threw beef rats on there, Google in search the, might do that. Go on. In in the middle, yeah, but I don't um, think they want to do that. I think they. It would be a good look for them. I don't know if they'd actually do that. They want to, you know, it's their headline in their first show. It's a dude from fucking Mind Threat and dude from Lifetime and Bouncing Souls. Uh, like, okay, hold on. Let's let's. Uh, I'm gonna go Ultimate Heel. 
does a living person end up caring about this or is this off 2.0? I think people, well, I mean, off did well. Off did well with a non-hardcore kid. Right, which, I mean, there's a lot of them out there. I, right. There's but, more people uh, out there but, like that than not. But, but, if, but if we're saying that, that's like being like, Disturbed did great. You know what I mean? It's, did. A, it's, a di- <laughs> it's a different thing is my point. Is like, it like off, off was a pretend hardcore band for festival people. Is that what, sure. is that what right. Beach Rats is? I'm curious. What do we got? Is this the, the Rats? Undertaker. Oh, The Undertaker. No, the, <laughs> I'm the ultimate Be- heel? Beach oh, Rats shit. have literally no music out there. Uh, okay. Oh, really? They did the, the promo and the we're coming, blah, 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 and did not release a note. And they're going to play a show like that? Uh, yeah. That's exciting, actually. It, it's just it's impressive. It's, just, it's daring. It's just too bad that I don't anticipate it being great. But, well, I think it's going to be very well played. It's, yeah. the, it's fucking Brian Baker and the dudes from the Soul. Like, they're all professionals. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think that show will... I think that would hurt. Well, I don't know. I can't really say. Here's it. the problem: I think that, I think that one hurts shows. nothing. No, it hurts both really? shows. Dude, because you know how many people losing... are just going to go because it's fucking Ari from Lifetime. Yep. But old people that wouldn't and go to the, the Blind Justice show. No, but that's no. But you also lose some of the middle of the roaders who are like, oh, down to nothing. Oh, I like them. Or are you right. still right. Like right. them? And let's if be realistic: Blind Justice kids would probably go see would, would the dude from Place. Really? Absolutely. I was at the first off show by accident, and I wish I. But off's a different beast. Off, you know what I mean? Really, off is a slight different beast because you're losing there's, so there's no local moved. phenomenon you mm. gotta remember there's local phenomenon with Bouncing Souls and Lifetime okay yeah and then like Brian Baker being in the band is more notable on a larger scale but locally it's like oh oh really and cool. he lives there now like he's, he's a short guy right? now yeah he's a short guy he lives in Asbury interesting one of those the Blind Justice show is gonna be the better of those two shows by far way way better is this another heel and it's unfortunate John Cena oh that's Cena John Cena sucks. John Cena. But the song, sucks. the song is undeniably cool. Well, now it's in a commercial for like some like car. Geico. That song. That literal song. I don't. It just know sucks that they're both shit. happening at the same time. And I, it's think- a, I get mad about it with everything. Just that that could have been done better. But it's just um, both shows will actually do really well. It's just yeah. it's like oh there'll be. 150 to 200 people at each, and it could have been a 400 person show, which wow. is a big difference. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Now, Brick is what? Half hour, 40 minutes? Half south? hour from Asbury. Yeah. Okay. And that's, yeah, that's a pretty big, that's a difference. But it's, what it is is really just different scenes. Yeah. But it's just the, and that's the problem is that you're splitting some, the fringe on both. Right. And the fringe on both, if you could figure out how to coalesce the two, holy shit, that would be really yeah. cool. So, it's a shame. Shame. Um, really quick before we go eat some pizza, uh, threw out a little poll. Revelation Records versus Victory Records. Yep. Revelation won uh, two to one. Wow. Um, 66% picked Rev. But we saw a lot of vocal Victory supporters. I mean, honestly. Uh, Those are all Tony Victory under fake. Yeah, that's possible. Tony Pops uh, sock puppet accounts. Uh, I uh, Burners. I'd flip a coin. Well, so personal tastes. Personal tastes. You probably lean Victory. I, ha- I have more of my formative slash favorite. On Victor. And I think there's a lot of people like that. Yeah. Now, the people make a mistake when they make this argument. They go, look at the first 20 Victory com- releases. They compare to Rev's. And it's like, bro, Rev's first record was Warzone. Victory's was Inner Strength. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you're comparing together comp to, to only the strong and and yeah. like you know, but there are people who will be no only the strong comps are good. Yeah, they got sure. some tracks, but like compare it to the way it is. Uh, yeah, you're hard. Now there's also people who because of their entry point are more into the metallic stuff. 
Yo, Victory probably has as many good records as Revelation. They've put out three to five times more. Yeah, yeah. but uh, okay. and there's a certain point where canonical Victory people are like, oh, it doesn't count anymore. But I'm going to say something. Yeah, please. That you'll agree with. Okay. You might. You'll definitely not agree with it. I'm going to say Firestorm mm-hmm. is as important as any Revelation release. I, I think Bob might lean to that. I agree fully. As important, not no, more important. No, no, no. At important. I think you can make an argument for the integrity material, too. No, no, no I can't it, say it's that. It's influential. Mm. Like, what's the most sense? important Rev release, would you say? Oh, would you say Start question. Today? Uh, start Today or Inside Out or, or see, The Way It Is. You uh, know? See, I, like I, all three of those are pretty big. But Firestorm had start as much of an pretty, impact. Pretty big record. Oh, no. I Start Today, I might agree with. Uh, Probably Fire, bigger, bigger than Firestorm. The, the Inside Out record, I don't know if I do. I don't know. Influence, yeah, no. Right. Importance. It's tough right now. Uh, um, popularity, record pretty sure. big. But that's on the strength of Rage. Right. Yeah, they were. So they, that's yeah. that's a different thing. And yeah. I also um, think we got to be aware that we're as we've talked, we talked about some of these records before, and we uh, and their influence, and we always got to remember that, like even though we have perspective, it's hard not to be a prisoner of the moment, as they absolutely. say. And like, do we hear much Inside Out on anything right no. this minute? I mean, do we hear much Gorilla Biscuits? Do we hear? You know, I hear much? no Gorilla Biscuits. Exactly. <laughs> do we hear much? But but it's hard to say. Like, no, Firestorm is as important as any Rev record. I I won't deny that, or, right. or even disagree. I think. That you could make the argument that start today's more uh, tough, though. It's but it's right there. No, because because you bring in the the po- politics and like active, literal active, belief, active influence right now like too active, is the thing. Well, and active yeah. influence in people's lives. There's not a lot of people who were like who went oh, vegetarian of, because of cats and dogs, no, as compared to who went vegan, vegan because of Firestorm. fucking yeah. yeah, or or who considered an active influence. So that's that's a great it's question. Good, yeah, I mean, I feel like. Victory's heyday is very concentrated. Yeah. Wow, they put out a lot of garbage that kind of does like. But I think it, their heyday was was less was longer with less success, but it was just longer. Like Rev's, Rev? hey, Rev's heyday heyday is probably eighty seven to to ninety. Yeah, it's short. Right, and it then, ends with like the, then, the burn inside it's out. And then it's shorter than we Then think. there's ninety to two thousand ninety to ninety five, and there's people who ride for a lot of those things. And, and, but then but, you have like the sense fields and the far sides, exactly, which are huge. And, and Texas is the reason. Texas is the reason. And, and a lot of little things. Uh, but there's Texas a lot of, the and there's reason. people into another. People don't remember yeah, how huge. big into another was. Yeah. Quicksand, but, but Quicksand's still heyday. Right, that was in I the say burn. Run, run through 21 or 22 is the, that's the heyday. Sure. But it's like to 90 or 91. Um, Victories is probably Long, spread out. But, but some garbage in there too. A tons of garbage. A ton. Like for every fucking, you know, for every... In this defiance, there was like student Rick. Whatever the yeah. fuck. And, yeah. Yeah. Like, and now victory also. We're going to do... Uh, this was really meant as a teaser. Yeah. Because we're going to do a real heavy deep dive on these because I think this is kind of a sweet spot that we'd like. Yeah. That we can help hopefully expose people to some new shit. Talk about some old classic. And also go, yo, there was some real garbage on both. Oh, for, for sure. Yeah. Um, so... Can uh, victory do a four-night victory fest like Rev could? I don't think, I don't think Rev could. Like, did. I, did. I know they did, but but I don't think they, they should. They, I mean, dude, they sold out. Could Irving. is different than should. Could is yes because they could do different themes, and I think they could have done it even better than they did. Rev? Yeah, because they there was a few things they missed. They missed Judge. Judge they missed, burn. Uh, burn. Like there's a bunch that they missed, but um, Victory could do a really big one if uh, if they could figure it out imagine, they could do two nights um, no imagine this imagine a 
Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. No, let's just do Thursday, Friday, Saturday because we're old and we want it to be pleasant. <laughs> Five or six bands. Sure. Give me the three. Give me the headliners. Earth Crisis. Sure. Integrity. Okay. Blood Thursday. For blood. Thursday. I would say Thursday. Yeah, Thursday. Snap. Because Thursday could have their own day. Yep. Thursday yeah. has their own day. Yeah. Maybe Thursday's I mean, the Sunday that we kind of don't talk about. Um, but there's enough that you could do it with the stuff that people who are more interested in, say, Axe to yeah. Grind than, uh, yeah. you know, major shit. I mean, um, they had bands that were playing sheds. You like, could do... Yeah. You fucking could do, Hawthorne Heights was enormous. You yeah. could do three days of six band bills and... And ha- make it work. And make, make it work, it big. yeah. yeah. Um, that Don't said... that Blood for Blood was so goddamn So big. big. So big. Dude, I toured with them, I know. Yeah. So, um, so that's... So that's one question. We're going to talk about that more. Deep dive. We're going to do a deep dive on Rev, deep dive on Victory, and then compare the two probably. Um, yeah. I'm fine with that. That's yeah. a fun, it'll be fine. Yeah, absolutely. And people have been asked for a challenge. I actually have one for them, and mm. I, we're, I'm debuting it to you guys too. Okay. We've gotten this question a couple times. Dream lineup. Oh, shit. Right. Band lineup. Dream band lineup. Okay. We struggle with it a little bit. I think we all kind of eventually came to like, oh, I could do this. I got one. Yeah. Right. But some of it was a little pedestrian. It was both a difficult and simple question because it's like, uh, what do you want me to do? So we're going to. I mean, second guitar is hard to fucking like. Who am I going to fucking be like? I mean, my answer was literally the agnostic front fucking uh, lineup from the In Effect video. Yo, you know what my lineup was? Was was, um, I want Harley and Mackie, bass and drums. Hmm. I want Capo on vocals. I want Richie on. Second, second guitar and you go throw Walter in there no I wanted um, a Melnick no you know who I want oh. Matt Henderson you can't go wrong well so, I mean that was he- yeah so and I want it to be in 1980 <laughs> I want it to be right after Break Down the Wall some shit goes down with you to today they break up they, they break up the but, but Harley and Mackie are like yo let's do this thing with this guy Capo and Richie's there and maybe Matt Henderson I just threw him in but I wanted some crunch I wanted to be I wanted to be I want Harley writing those songs I want it to be a blend of Age of Quarrel and New York stuff and punk influence and a little bit of that energy off Break Down the Walls mm. The first four songs, and just to see how wild it is, I think that you get some weird spirituality because all those dudes got weird. Sure, Matt, Harley, Ray, Richie's into some weird shit. Just get them and have it be weird New York '89 and see what it is. Hmm. But but so that's what the challenge is for you guys as listeners. We've been asked this question a bunch. I'll, we'll throw it out on the social media shit. Um, give us your dream lineup. But you need to tell them what sound you want them to aim for. Oh, see, that's tough. Because, that's because, well, but that's it's going to make sense. That's going to well, make well, sense because I, because I'm like I'm grabbing because this is hypothetical. I said the reason this question is not super interesting is we had come up with the answer and there's no fucking music anyways to talk about. Do we do it like we did the fest and everyone gets assigned a point value? That's tough. That's too tough. That's tough. I think that's dope because then we're then I'd like. That's just, someone's gonna be mad goals. that I was like, yeah, I'm only five points. It's like yeah, yeah, it's yeah. like in the, in the Madden or NBA 2K ratings, players are always mad. Like, the fuck, I only got an 88. Yeah. I should have been in 93, yeah. motherfucker. Right, I'm yeah. better than James Harden. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. <laughs> but so we want hit us on the socials, whatever. Yeah. And we'll figure out some kind of little prize for you. I got some stuff. Yeah. Um, we got some swag. The mugs are coming for the Patreon listeners. So maybe we'll throw the winner of this one a mug. And if you're already getting it, you'll get something else. We'll make it cool. Um, because you asked for challenges, this is going to be it, and 
we'll we'll read some of these and we'll kind of pick them over and talk about what we think would be cool or not. Challenge accepted. All right. All right. Is that uh, all we got? We got anything else? I think we, we got, got some, we got some pizza, pizza to eat. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. So uh, thank you to uh, Patreon subscribers, obviously, and also thank you to uh, just anybody in earshot. Thank you to Triple B. Uh, I thank you to Triple B. Uh, who just texted me asking me who I beef with in Exit Order? So obviously uh, he just he hit listens. that episode. Yeah. yeah, he just hit that episode. Which, by the way, Exit Order. I don't actually know because I haven't checked. I haven't even checked to see if that. You this is the person yeah. you threatened to put in a headlock. Yeah. No, well, that you should have. I should headlock. have, and, and that's happening. It's on the. It's on the agenda. It's on the docket. If I see him, I'll definitely. Well, do we go. It. Up we to don't Boston, even know if we're it's doing the actual. Person. No, to be honest, I, this. I, I heard that this person's in the band and haven't checked. I think it's, I got a dude in Boston. I want to put in a headlock too. So it's more fun. There's, I mean, multiple dudes in Boston that need headlocks tomorrow. But all right, yo, New York uh, came to town one night. <laughs> so, <laughs> push came to shove, and Pat was down to fight. I've been doing. I did a couple push-ups. Look at me, ready. your testosterone is <laughs> This was episode twenty-one. Thank Hit you us on at Axe to Grindcast on Twitter and Axe to Grind Podcast at gmail.com and Facebook. Uh, hit us Axe to Grind Podcast. Podcast. We got a lot of shit going on there. Uh, one love. Thanks. <laughs>